Did you ever read about a frog who dreamed of being a king And then became one Well, except for the names and a few other changes If you talk about me The story's the same one But I got an emptiness deep inside That I've tried, but it won't let me go And I'm not a man who likes to swear But I never cared for the sound of being alone I am, I said Soft and slow 
stand for it. Cause that's what it's there for. And when your heart is troubled, you gotta reach out your other hand. Reach it out to the man up there. Cause that's what he's there for. Take my hand in yours. Walk with me this day. In my heart, I
Barney State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Tomorrow morning, I'll get up nice and early, take a walk, crack your fucking head wide open in front of everybody in the bank. And just about the time that I'm coming out of jail, hopefully, you'll be coming out of your coma. And guess what? I'll split your fucking head open again. Because I'm fucking stupid. Yep. I don't give a fuck about jail. Damn right, That's baby. That's my business. Woo! That's what I do. Good morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of... That's right, you guessed it. The Arnie State Show. Uh, I, I am in such a better mood this morning. Uh, yesterday's show, rugged show. I, I, I bared my soul to y'all, as I do occasionally on this show. Um, yeah, I was going through a little depression. I still am. I, I'm working my way out of it. Don't worry. I'm not drinking. I haven't cut myself. Just uh, dealing with things in my head. And I talked to some great people yesterday. I talked to Warbird yesterday. Made my day. And, uh, and then last night. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that are adding to the depression. One of them is the WWE possibly being sold to Saudi Arabia and it being ruined. Well, I, I took matters into my own hands this morning. I said, you know what, Arnie? That's right, because I talk in third person. I said, you know, if Vince McMahon can ruin wrestling for $5 billion with the Saudis, then those Saudi motherfuckers are going to start paying me. So what did I do this morning? Googled the old Saudi Arabia Tourism Board, because that's one of the main keys of buying the WWEs to promote tourism to that fucking terrible place in the earth that hopefully they're not listening right now. I love it, though. It's beautiful over there. Gorgeous. I reached out to their tourism committee to see if they would like to become a title sponsor of the Arnie State Show. That's right. That's right. Yeah, one day you could hear the Arnie State Show brought to you by Saudi Arabia. Don't care. Their money spins just as green as mine, and I'm going to talk shit. So there you go. And do you know why I did that last night? Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just tell you. I watched AEW wrestling. And first match was pretty good. Hangman and Page against John Moxley. They beat the shit out of each other. And crappy match. Then some gals match. I got to get rid of the gals. And then my favorite wrestler in the world today. Maxwell Jacob Freeman came out. Now, is Mage here yet? Where, where, well, I, I need Mage for you because we got new new opener for Mage. I'll say good morning to everybody here soon. But when Mage gets here, we're going to be playing this from now on. Because he said this. There was a Japanese fella in the ring yesterday, and he said, Hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? How's it going? Now, if you thought that wasn't bad enough, oh, God damn it. He, he went on, and it, pardon this audio, because this audio isn't very great, but it's pretty good. So now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Your name's on the tip of my tongue. I believe it's Taka Shita. Uh, Tashika. <laughs> but he said Taka Shita. Is that right? Hey, did I get it right? Well, do me a favor, bud. Try not to take one in your pants tonight. I really need you to win this. Buddy, pro tip from the world champion. Don't listen to these people. Round here, we speak American. Oh my god. 
when he said we speak American, I popped up out of bed and I was like, oh my God, this could be a great one. Well, then he goes on to talk about a match that's coming up with this idiot named Brian Danielson. It's a 60-minute match. Whoever wins the most falls. It's called an Iron Man match. And, well, MJF had something to say about that. Now, hold on. I've been hearing a little rumor. People are saying I'm afraid of Danielson. I'm afraid of an Iron Man match. I'm afraid I can't last an hour. Is that right? Yeah? Well, how about you do me a favor? How about you ask your mama, you ask your sister, and you ask your skate girlfriend just how long MJF can last. Woo! That's right, baby, because I'm the real Iron Man of professional wrestling. Ready? Because unlike that nerd Danielson, I'm all about pinning shoulders on mats and banging rats. Oh, yes! Now, I didn't think it could get much better than that. But then they were in L.A., and Kim Jong was there, and he messed with Kim Jong. It wasn't that great. But then he went after a little fella by the name of Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. is in the house tonight. Okay, you may remember Freddie from She's All That. I know I don't because I was born in 1996. Bravo. The only thing I remember Freddie from is when he played a supporting role to a CGI talking dog. So to me, Freddie, with all due respect, you ain't nothing more than a Scooby Dooby douchebag. Why? And do you know why? Why, Max? It's because my name is Maxwell Jacob Freeman. I'm better than you. And you know it. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. That guy right there single-handedly brought me out of any kind of fucking depression about wrestling I had. Because as long as that young man's around, I'm in a good mood. Now, let's say some good mornings, shall we? Battleborn in Nebraska, first one here. He says, shit, sure happy it's Thursday. Another great day to get some ass. Good morning, ass family. Uh, and then he says, every day is a great day for ass. Uh, then my man. Well, I Straight fire all up in here. Happy tur day, ass. We're right back at you. Andrew says, happy Friday Eve, ass family. Now, he tells a joke, and I'm not going to tell it here because I took a picture of it. That's going on the old TikTok tomorrow. Great joke, by the way, Andrew. Hangtown Jenny is all up in the house. Good morning to you. And we have ditched the learning Chinese because we're learning Japanese now whenever Mage calls in. So, here you go. We're going back to sex phrases. This is butt mustard. Butt mustard. The tangy yellow spread secreted from the anus during copulation, often used as a spread on chicken sammies. Let's use that in a sentence. Okay. I went to Popeye's and asked if I could have extra butt mustard because they never put enough on my chicken sammy. 
There you go. Now you know what butt mustard is. See? Look, the educational programming continues. Jen says nothing starts a morning like Neil Diamond. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the only, bratty kid is all up in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Thank you. I have no fear because Braddy Kid is here. I have fear. Warbird says the Warbird is here. You know what, Warbird? You get the Woo! Woo! There you go. Hangtown Jin says woo. And by the way, when you add Ric Flair to songs, it just makes them that much better. Cowboys Girl, good morning to you. A three for fucking A. What a treat. Yeah, that's a way to start a Thursday is three from Neil Diamond. Sir Neil Diamond, if you will. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gold says morning, Arnie and ass. Sassy Pammy says good morning. Ahoy to you, Sanchez family. V Coop says Tachika is a future world champion. He, he's a good wrestler. I'll give him that. Ogre is all up in the house. Buenos dias, amigo. That was MJF. That was Mac Maxwell Jacob Friedman, my personal favorite wrestler in the world today. Douglas says, happy Friday Eve. Ask Derek, good morning, ask family on this Friday Eve. Stinkfist says, no rain today, feeling good. You can add the butter from a Green Bay butter churner to that chicken, Sammy. <laughs> uh, oh, man, do we have a lot to get to today. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy is going to be here. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL. we got a bunch of stories for him today. Uh, the playoffs start this weekend. Damn it, you're out. You missed Neil Diamond, and I even played. I am. I, I said. I, I mean, that's what we started with. See, you got to get here early. I mean, that, that, that's the rule, because I did play this one. But I can't play it again. So there you go. Um, all right. <laughs> All right, let's see. Got to move this back here. Okay, all right. Where where do I start? Well, let, let's start by what happened yesterday. God damn it. <sighs> yesterday at about, I don't know, what time was this? 12.30 I found this story, about a half hour after the show. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It was found out yesterday by Joe Biden's aides, the people that help him. He doesn't have any kind of sex sexual transmitted disease. A second hall of classified documents belonging to the president have been located. News reports on new documents that were found in a separate location from the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement where 10 sensitive files were found. It's not immediately clear where or when the second group were found, but a second group of files has been found. Now, what does Joe Biden have to say about that? Well, I have what he has to say about that, and this guy is a piece of garbage. 
When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol, when I, um, for four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. You were not uh, a professor. They found Liar. some documents in a box, in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, cabinet. they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives. They've been there for the years. Archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that really? were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I, no, my lawyers not. have not suggested I ask what documents they were. No, I've no, turned no, over no, the boxes. No. They've turned over the boxes to the archives and we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review and which I hope will be finished soon and uh, there'll be more detail at that time. The first question now, I forgot. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> you're old, senile, and not worthy to be president of the United States of America. Now, that happened. And then this happened with our, our girl. Uh, this, she's out there. Our girl, Jean-Pierre. She's retired. Uh, wait a second. Just wait. See what's really going on at the border. He did see exactly oh, wait, what's wait, going wait, on wait. at the border. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I'm getting ahead of myself. Where, where, where did, uh, do I have her? I don't have what she said. And, and, and I'm sorry that I don't. I thought I did. Um, she has no idea. She's clueless about this. Now, there's another story going on, but, but before we get to that other story, let me finish up this topic here on the, uh, the, classy, uh, the classified documents. The Penn-Biden Center lies at the heart of the latest Biden controversy. And guess who explored getting a job at the Penn-Biden Center before it even existed. Anybody? Does anybody want to say Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden, China classified documents, mystery swirls at the heart of the Penn Biden Center. Oh, a log cabin. I think Trump left a log cabin in the Oval Office. Henry Rollins says, I'm a liar, liar. A kooky liberal I talked to said everything's fine because Joe is cooperating. Nothing should happen. Joe had these documents for at least six years. Six years he had classified documents in a locked closet at the pinbite, which is not, at least, at least when, when Donald Trump had these classified documents, he actually stored them in a, a facility that is common for, vi for presidents to have on their properties. It's kind of a safe type room. I don't think the Penn Biden Center's closet was a safe type room. Oh, and by the way, vice presidents don't get that luxury. Nothing should happen, really. The same way the person who has 45 pounds of fentanyl in their car doesn't know how it got there. I was going to say, Hunter, damn it, probably my first right guess in ages. Yeah, you nailed it. That's right, Hunter Biden. Uh, 
A friend of mine texted me yesterday. I'm not going to know who it was, but they, they think, and I, I believe them because they have a lot of inside knowledge. This is where Hunter was selling fucking privileged ideas to the Chinese. I'm just saying that's what was told to me, and I said, okay. Now, last week, the president of the United States, I, I, and, and, and honestly, I once again, um, wh- wh- where is it here? How could I be the president of the United States of America? I, I think that's my favorite clip of him. How could I be the president of the United States of America? Yeah, Gold says, well, thank goodness we just have the FBI and judges that will fairly look at this. Yeah. Well, if you watched any of that debacle that was um, Captain Dipshit coming to the great state of Texas and checking out the border, first of all, he went to the wrong fucking border. He went to El Paso. El Paso was getting almost as bad as the southern one, but not quite. By the way, as of two days ago, I want you to hear this number. I want you to think about what today's date is. Today is January the 12th. 12 days. 12 days, and it was 10 days when this story came out. I'm going to ask you all a question. The first 10 days of the year, how many illegal aliens do you think crossed into the great state of Texas? That's all I'm going to ask safe room when he gets scared of lightning and hides. It was his bedtime ready. He forgot he was next to the new codes and his social security number. Uh, yes, you are correct, straight fire. What a stupid son of a bitch. Let's see. Straight Fire says, uh, one million, Bob. Uh, I'm sorry. You have gone over. Two million. V. Coop says, no. Uh, Warbird says, too many. Woo! And Scott says, 500,000, which, if we were playing the Showcase Showdown, since you underbid it, you, you were wrong, but you will be the winner. Because the number is... 718,000. That's a 718 and then a comma and then a zero, a zero, and another zero. Almost three quarters of a million illegal immigrants have come through Texas borders in 12 days. Now we can go to John Pierre. This stupid fucking twat waffle. I I I mean honestly, this gal is the. I I I I, I don't understand how we the American people allow this. The reports were, and and if you've seen the photographs of El Paso, two days before the president got there, there were illegal aliens everywhere, and when the president got there. They were magically gone. Why didn't President Biden want to see what's really going on at the border? 
He did see exactly what's going on at the border. No. He didn't talk to any migrants, and he didn't go anywhere that people actually cross illegally. Why not? Ready? But he also, but he met, uh, he went to the, the Migrant Center, which was a, a critical, place, critical place to be when you think about the partners uh, who, who are uh, our partners who are helping uh, support. Uh, the migrants on the ground there. Uh, there happened to be no migrants at the facility at the, the time that he visited. But let's, but let's. <laughs> wait, wait a second. There just so happened to be no illegal aliens there at the time. Were they at lunch? Were they filming a new Jay Z video? Where, oh, where did the illegal aliens go? Oh, where, oh, where could they be? The shelters are full. There are overflow migrants sleeping in the streets, and then it's just a coincidence that suddenly the president shows up and. Well, let me talk about what's going on in El Paso, right? El Paso uh, like did know, go bitch. down significantly prior to the president's visit uh, by about 70%. And that's a good thing, Peter. That's a good thing that we, we've seen the, the numbers go down. And you that haven't, is the something numbers that, haven't gone down, uh, bitch. We should be saying, okay, that's a good job there. Why didn't President Biden want to see what's really going on at by the, the way, border? By the he way, this see. is for our man. That was the one and only Peter Ducey. Dropping deuces. They went to the same place as the homeless around SoFi for the Super Bowl last year. Uh, wake up, America. The government wants the flood of aliens to continue. Well, the good news is, is that uh, McCarthy is actually doing his job as Speaker of the House. And I do believe he has appointed Dan Crenshaw now the head of Homeland Security, which, by the way, shouldn't the head of Homeland Security have some military background? I mean, he doesn't need to be a badass Navy SEAL like Dan Crenshaw, but it doesn't hurt. And by the way, they're expecting now a full presence around the borders of military. And I just have to say it's about goddamn time. Mm -mm. No, and, and this idea, well, it just so happened they were all gone that day. Whoops. Did we ship them all to Kamala's house that day? Is that what we did? We, we sent them to Martha's Vineyard? We had enough trucks to send all the thousands and throngs of illegals up there? I fully expect to see the president helping a woman and her child out of the fucking river, handing her monogram towel and a biscuit. Jen, you don't know how close you are to what his plan is. He wants to employ these people. Fuck you, veterans. That, that's Joe Biden. That's not me. Joe Biden says, fuck you, homeless veterans that need jobs. We're going to give them to illegals. Oh, and there's all kinds of other stuff they want to give to them. How many military at the border is racist? They need to stop this military or it'll be called racist. No, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, you know what? Let's start setting up fucking minefields on the border. You step on a mine, you're blown to fucking bits. Hey, being dead, I guess, is better than being in Mexico. Or wherever these troglodytes are fucking tracking up from. El Salvador. Ghana. Ghana's sister city, Rhea. 
Somebody's going to look that up. Somebody's going to go, uh, Arnie, uh, just to let you know, I looked up Ghana, and they don't have a sister city named Rhea. That was just, that was juvenile. Yeah, that's me. That's me. I still like to fart in public, too. I don't care. If you remember the first director of Homeland Security, Tom Ridge, he looked like a wrestling. Oh, Tom Ridge was a bad motherfucker. Tom Ridge, former governor of Illinois, back when Illinois mattered. But they shipped the migrants to uh, Sugar Bear Harris's house, a.k.a. Kamala, and they play video of them slapping his belly and they run. <laughs> like, I'm seeing pictures from El Paso, and you can see tons of people sleeping on the street on January the 5th, and then January the 7th, all clear. Clean streets. No human garbage, no debris, none of that. I guess I can get off Google now. Thank you for saving me time, Arnie. You're very welcome. Tom Ridge could bridge press Congress. Tom, Tom Ridge was all right. I like Tom Ridge. Uh, I say give a job to whoever will take it. Now, do I think qualified veteran will be overlooked in preference of hiring an immigrant with less qualification? Then I don't think this will happen. The only human garbage there was Biden. Amen to that. I mean... How, how many, let's play the game, shall we? Let's play the stupid game. Let's play the game for a couple things here. You know, if the Democrats wanted to get rid of the IRS, you know they would. You know they would. And nothing would be said. And the Republicans would be like, oh, wait a second, the Democrats, wait. Look, both sides are bad. I've got a story about a Republican that I've been holding on to uh, who's, a, who's an awful human being, George Santos. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, so I, I'm fair. I'm fair in, in my bashing here on the show. I have not, I've been critical of Dan Crenshaw, a Texan, a Navy SEAL who hasn't really I, – I have hopes for him now. I think what the Republicans did by holding up Congress for a week was horrible. This is why these people shouldn't be in office. They're all horrible people. You're not as bad, though, as the current administration, though. I'm sorry. I think they'll be more eager to work and less likely to demand $15 to work at McDonald's. It does. No, 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 no. Jen, 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 Jen. They're still going to get $15 an hour. This is why they're raising the minimum wage. So these people can come here and work and actually uh, earn some money and not be paid under the table because they're going to be taxed on it. I don't know how you tax them when they don't have Social Security numbers, but they'll find a way. Lots of, uh, by the way, if you're worried about getting your identification stolen, get ready. It's only going to get worse. And this is what happens. Now, do I think that there are good migrants crossing the border? Yes. I, I would be a fool not to. Not all of them are bad. Not all of them are drug dealers. There are some people who are looking to make a better way for their life. I don't care for the way they're doing it, but they're still fine, okay? 
The problem is, is they mix in so well with people that want to do harm to our country, people that want to do harm to Americans by selling fentanyl, by, by, by selling drugs. And then there are people, these immigrants that come over, when they go and get a job and they don't have a Social Security number, they don't go down to Social Security. No, 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 that takes too long. What they do is they find someone, these coyotes that bring them across the border are in touch with these people, and whatever money they have left that the coyote didn't steal from them, they'll pay for a Social Security number. It could be yours, it could be mine. Now, some of those people actually do use it, and then they go get a job. And when you notice your taxes are, are, are wonky because it says you made this amount of money, and you go, wait a second. And then there are people that will just go out there and use your Social Security number and get all kinds of credit cards and all kinds of things and spend them, and then it will come back on you. That's true. Only bad Americans get to do bad things to good Americans. Exactly. Now, a new report has been released, and I think this is fantastic. The Biden border policies, which he yanked out all of Donald Trump's policies because they, were, they said they were terrible. A study released has said that the new border policies, according to Joe Biden, have literally been contributing to the human trafficking problem ever since January 20th, 2021. Day he took office. Trafficking is the exploitation or enslavement of someone by force, fraud, or coercion for labor, domestic servitude, or commercial sex. Law enforcement agencies report that incidents have spiked in the last two years to 2.2 million migrants apprehended in 2022. Feel safe yet to be in this country? Oh, Alicia, good morning to you. You sent me a wonderful story last night that we're right about to get to. But before we get there, let's talk about Joe Biden, shall we? Some more. Joe Biden quietly shh, did this when the press wasn't looking, but we still caught you. Has extended COVID public health emergency yet again, even though he said the pandemic was over four months ago. Health and Human Service Director Xavier Becerra made the announcement via press release. The statement makes clear that the federal government believes the need for emergency still exists. It reads, As a result of the continued consequences of the corona disease of 2019, on this date and after consultation with public health officials as necessary, I, Xavier Becerra, Secretary of Health and Human Services, Pursuant to the authority vested in me under Section 319 of the Public Health Service Act, do hereby renew, effective January 11, 2023, the January 31, 2020 determination by former Secretary Alex M. Azar II, 
that a public health emergency exists and has existed since January 27, 2020 nationwide. The emergency is in his drawers. Um, April is when they're looking for this order to end, but I'm sure that it will be extended till then. What does this mean? This means the federal government can continue to send money to people to stay home from work. Just make the paid time off. You have COVID permanent since it's always there like the flu. Well, you're exactly right about that. Now, the fine folks at Moderna. Oh, these are these are great people. These people that, that manufacture drugs, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful people. Um, this is Moderna CEO, and they have a new product out. Are you ready? As you say, cardiology. We have now in a clinic a uh, super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after heart attack to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's, that's what is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike vax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID, is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right. So let me just make sure I've got this right. They created a, you know what, that caused heart attacks. And then right. now they have another mRNA, you know what, to go here, in the heart. directly here, in the heart. that will fix the problem. That's right. So Moderna came out and they came with this vaccine. By the way, I took the Pfizer one because I only wanted one shot. Um, and it has caused people to have heart attacks. Now, Moderna has come out with a new vaccination that if you have had a heart attack, we can inject you with our serum and it will help grow, regrow the heart, you know, that our vaccine ruined for you in the first place. If I don't laugh about this, I will be throwing my computer around the studio, and nobody wants that. This is, this is comical. This would be like a, your heroin junkie who also runs a detox clinic or, or your heroin dealer who runs a detox clinic. He's going to make money on you both ends. Uh, X-Men coming to real life 2027. Uh, Cowboys Girl says this is shocking, dot, 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 not. Paying people to stay home and become drains on society really helps to make America better. Yeah, exactly, Douglas. I was thinking about something yesterday. Now, now I'm not going to get into this because I don't want to get into the whole um, global warming, climate change bullshit. But don't you find it odd? Don't you find it peculiar? That somehow, now look, you, you know where I stand. 
But isn't it weird that we were sheltered in place for a year, year and a half? And the climate problem got worse. Wouldn't it be worse if we were all out driving, smogging up the world, things like that? I, I, I just thought about that last night. I, I did, just a random thought went through my head. I was like, wait a second. If we're all staying home and businesses are closed, like restaurants, how is it that this footprint on the earth is so gigantic? Why is that? No, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons for it. It, it just way, I, I understand there's probably an answer for it. And okay, great, super duper. But in my layman's brain, in my in my hardly educated brain, just logically, it doesn't add up. There weren't as many cars on the road for a year. Why are we still having? It? I, I, I just uh, call me kooky. Call me crazy. I don't care what you call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. Um, by the way, Alicia, thank you for sending me that last night. It it did add to my, my delirium of laughing. Mm, 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 mm. They want to give you a shot in the heart. I, I, I mean... It is is you know what this is what it is I know what it is I know exactly what it is um the guy that we just heard from the the moderna guy huge bon jovi fan Shot to the heart and you're too late. moderna you give us a bad name shot right into the heart let, let me let me just let me let me just tell you, my doctor comes at me with a big old needle and says, "Hey, Orn, we got to shoot this in your heart." I'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out first. How about I shoot that in your heart?" Now, the <laughs> Mage, Mage, good morning, Mage. You have a new opening now, my friend. Thanks to Maxwell Jacob Freeman, Mage of Consent is in the house. Hey, Konnichiwa, boy. He says, good morning, ass, and AIG, sorry for being late. Crotch demons needed to eat before going to school. The Japanese word of the day is mu-ka-su-ku. Mu-ku-ka-tu-su. Translation, pissed off. There you go. All right, mage. Welcome to the show today. He says he likes it good. Yeah, that's your new one there. When he did that last night. Hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? And then he tells the fucking wrestler that we speak American. Oh, last night was glorious wrestling. <laughs> Shot to the heart and you're to blame. Moderna gives you a bad vein. They knew it was going to do that long ago, yeah. And the carbon footprint doesn't go away, Arnie, LOL. Well, wait a second. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, once again, once again, I'm dumb. I'm stupid, just like Joe Pesci said earlier in the show. How is it, then, that the ozone layer has recreated itself to back to 1980 level before the ozone layer was in trouble? Just asking. Just asking. 
Christopher's laughing. Cowboys girl's laughing. Um, classified docs found in the garage of Biden's Delaware home. Fox News is reporting. Shut up. Shut up. Not again. This is a third group of papers? Hunter's emails emerge about think tank at the heart of Biden classified document scandal. He's letting his fucking shitty, his kid, more classified documents found in Biden's Delaware garage, the White House reveals. Did he just take everything home? Did he take the Lincoln bedroom set home? What is with this guy? Moderna watches Pulp Fiction and beats off to the needle in the heart scene. As we stated previously, we're fully cooperating with the National Archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in the possession of the archives. Following the discovery of government documents at the Penn-Biden Center in November and coordinating closely with the Department of Justice, President's lawyers have searched the President's Washington, Wilmington and Rebooth Beach, Delaware residents, the other location where files from his vice president's office might have been shipped in the course of the 2017 transition. Lawyers discovered among personal and political papers a small number of additional administration records with classified markings. He's not allowed to do that. Obama could do that as the president and then declassify them. Joe Biden can't, and Obama can't for Biden. You know, yesterday on the show, we, were, we, we played a, a, a soundbite of all the lies that Joe Biden has said because Joy Behar on The View said, well, uh, we know that Trump is a, a, a liar and a thief. Uh, Biden, we don't know that he's a liar or a thief. We have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Same man who, who plagiarized a paper in college, which, by the way, is stealing, technically. And then he lied. He plagiarized a bunch of speeches. He plagiarized a, a union leader in Great Britain. He plagiarized John F. Kennedy and did not give them credit in speeches, which you have to do. He lied about his education. He lied uh, uh, about being a professor. That's all he does is lie. And I have to say that I am truly even more now disappointed after all those videos came out at you 81 million fucking retards that voted for him. Oh, Donald Trump is a terrible human being. Did he plagiarize a speech in college? Did he plagiarize a paper in college? Now, Donald Trump, I'm not going to hold him up as the savior of our world or anything like that. But once again, the rules of the show are implied on the show. Consistency, logic, fuck your feelings. Consistency. If, if Donald Trump is a bad guy for the things he said, like grabbing a woman by the pussy, because no man has ever said that. Did you guys hear my eyes roll there? Okay, good. 
Um, then what about Joe Biden? He's the exact same. He lied in front of the press. He lied in front of America. And he was booted out of the 1988 election. Yet for some reason, America thinks that this guy is a good dude. Well, at least 81 million quote-unquote Americans did. Coming soon, a newly discovered document from President Obama that declassified those documents found in the closet conveniently. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. He stole those files, technically. Uh, I, I agree, swoosh. And then swoosh says Eddie Guerrero based his lied, cheat, and steal persona on Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, man. The worst part is that they're asking Joe if there are any more docs to find he can't remember. By the way, um, our, our, our dear first lady, that, that twat waffle, Jill Biden. The diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, Bodegas. as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, blossoms and of as Miami. unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> Fuck you, Jill. You're a horrible fucking woman. This is why everybody hates you, Jill. This kind of shit. Well, Jill Biden was photographed recently. Very recently. You remember on Tuesday I told you the story about how the Biden administration wants to get rid of gas stoves? Well, a photo surfaced of Jill Biden cooking on a gas-powered stove. Whoops-a-daisy. Whoops a cockle. I don't even know what to say anymore about this administration. I just have to laugh. If I don't laugh, I will go on a killing spree. <laughs> documents are found in his garage. You might want to check one of his Corvettes to see if there's any documents in there. Hey, here's an idea. How about we send some agents over to China and investigate over there to see how many of our documents are now over there from the Biden library? Oh, you know, Arnie, that the Dems are big proponents of rules for thee, not me. Yeah, but not for me. Yes, Gavin Newsom going out to the French Laundry. Gavin Newsom shutting down every winery in Napa, except his, of course. Uh, in Joe's defense, and it pains me to defend him, the gas stove thing was circulated by some way down underling, nowhere near the top itself. The top dogs already put cold water on the stove thing. Okay, hey, fair enough, fair enough. But it did, look, look, here's the thing. It came out, America fucking reacted, and the administration said, no, 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 we're not, we don't want to do that. I get, I, I understand. And you don't have to defend it. Look, look, I, I understand. But it's still funny that it comes out in the press, and it takes the White House a day or two to, to squash it, yet a photo of Jill is out cooking on a gas stove. 
I think that's hysterical. Gavin Newsom makes Satan look like an all right dude. Fucking Satan signed his soul over to Gavin Newsom for Christ's sake. You want to look at a swarmy guy? He looks like your typical back alley porn producer. I'll say, and I, you know what? I'll even go further to say this is what Gavin Newsom looks like. He looks like your back alley underage porn producer. That's what he looks like. I'm not saying he does that. No, 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 no. I am not slandering him, but he looks that way. They use the same kind of hair gel to slick his hair back. When you look at him, you just see bad guy in a movie all the time. Gavin Newsom, if he were to go to Hollywood, he could never be a hero. If he was a wrestler, he could never be a face. He would always be a heel. Just look at him. Ron DeSantis, at least chubby looking, he could be almost a decent guy, but he looks like your typical, you know, guy who works in a sanitary or runs a sanitation company in New Jersey. And I trust him a lot more than I trust that governor in California. She was probably cooking a San Antonio taco. It looks like she's heating up spinach in a frying pan. Gavin looks like a used car salesman that steals your car and resells it to you. He sells you the family truckster. Hashtag the original vacation. Man, they had that other vacation movie on the other day with uh, Ed Helms, you know, playing Rusty. That movie sucked. Um, As promised, this guy needs to fucking get kicked out of office immediately. Republican from Long Island, Anthony, uh, oh, uh, Republican officials on Long Island, including Rep. Antonio D. Esposito, called Wednesday for Representative George Santos to resign. This guy has done nothing but shit the bed since he's been elected. This guy is as crooked as a Democrat. This is why you can't trust politicians. They're all bad. This guy is a hunk of shit. And by the way, let me apologize to feces all around the world that I compared this guy with you. Feces! 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 Seen him in a sandwich shop uh, downtown. I was like, there's no way. Gavin Newsom also lies about his height and short. Uh, that short fuck tries to say he's 6'1". He's not even 5'11". What a piece. He's, he's garbage. Fucking garbage. Just like George Santos. Garbage. I have no hopes for politicians. None. I, I don't care what letters in front of your name. I don't care what you did before. I have no hope for you. Because once you get into that machine and that cog, you become a cog in that giant wheel. And they start paying you a lot of money to be on these certain boards. And these lobbyists come and they give you a house. They give you cars. They give you vacation. Republicans, Democrats, they're all fucking evil. 
I want to elect people that want to do good for our country. Now, if that's good and I have to cross over the party line, more power. I, I don't care. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of the Democrat-Republican fight. Why are you two fighting? Your job is to make America wonderful. This has been one of the greatest experiments in a society in the history of mankind. And these people are getting in the way. Yesterday, I, uh, I, I emailed, I, I, I sent somebody something. Um, uh, it was a morning show guy in Sacramento on the bubblegum pop station who works with a fat chick who just got lipo and it didn't work. <laughs> um, he was applauding Illinois for banning assault rifles. Um, I text him back, or I'm sorry, assault weapons. I asked a simple question, and, and his response back, well, I was told those were for hunting. I said, Are, aren't all weapons assault weapons? Let, 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 let's play this one out here real quick, shall we? Aren't all weapons meant to assault someone? A knife is meant to plunge into someone's heart. A gun is meant to shoot a bullet. Now, what are other assault weapons? Well, let's see. Is a hammer an assault weapon? Well, it could be. Oh, absolutely. We need to ban those. How about bats? Not, not the, the, the kind that sleep under bridges. No, no, no. That was a terrible bat impersonation, too. Um, I, I'm talking about wooden or, or even metal baseball or softball bats. Are those assault weapons? Well, they can be, so we should ban them, too. How about automobiles? We have a story right now going on right in the heart of New York City. New York City! Uh, inappropriate. Where a man used a Home Depot rental truck to run over eight Americans. Now, that sounds like that rental truck was, let's all say it together, an assault weapon. Ban that, too. Automobile, lick, big lick. Hashtag 16 candles. Um, if I hit Gavin with a golf club, wouldn't it be an assault club? Uh, it would be an assault weapon because you used it as a weapon. The good old-fashioned rock, the original assault weapon. Yep, we got to ban rocks. When you don't think words matter, and then you find people like me, his, his response to me was stupid and uh, expected because nobody wants to have this conversation with me. You want to know why? You want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm better than you. 
and you know it. Gavin, just look back at those ratings. You just just look back at that. That's all. You can choke people with clothes, ban them too. Palestine sure as hell hasn't banned high-capacity assault rocks. No. If I were to ever get a fucking youth league baseball team gathered, Roscoe, listen up, buddy. He is going to be, I am going to name that team the Palestinian Rock Throwers. You remember that damn movie, Million Dollar Arm? The guy turned into Jinder Mahal in WWE, but that's a whole different story. Remember that story where they went to India and they wanted to find kids that could throw baseballs and things like that? You went to the wrong fucking place, John Hamm. That's who the star of the movie was. You should have gone to Palestine. Them motherfuckers throw rocks better than anybody else in the world. In the world. You would have found somebody who could probably throw about 108. You'll find the next Adonis Chapman there. Palestine. And that rock killed a higher percentage of people on earth than any gun ever did, if you think about it, yeah. The Houston robber had an assault toy. Well, hey, hey, he stuck it in people's faces and took their money. <laughs> that other guy, ugh. Now, before we go, before we take a break here and get to Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy, I have two stories from the state of Michigan, which is imploding, Okay. A Detroit area city Tuesday voted the Hamtrak City Council, whose members are all Muslim, approved the practice of sacrificing animals at home for religious purposes. The matter was put up for a vote in December. Council members kept it banned until yesterday. If somebody wants to do it, they have the right to do their practice. Muslims often slaughter animals, especially goats or sheep, during the holidays of Eid at Hai or pay someone to do it for them. So, man, oh, man, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's say that you lose out and your company fucking sends you to Detroit. And you're driving around. Doo, 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 doo. You know, you, you see you dilapidated houses left and right. You take a left on, on yeah, 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 Street. And there's some old boy right there fixing a, uh, to cut the head off a goat right in the front yard. Boy, oh boy, that just screams America. I just shot a wad in my pants. I can't wait for the SPCA to tackle the Muslim bunch of racist animal rights people. Oh, I can't wait till they move to cats and dogs. That's going to be wonderful. It's stories like this is why I wake up in the morning. But, oh, it gets so much better. That's Dearborn. Okay, I appreciate that. I didn't know where that city was close to. How about this little dude, Diddy? <laughs> Sixth graders, 12-year-olds. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing so hard. 
sixth graders on a trip to see the Detroit Symphony went and saw the symphony, and then afterwards, the whole class was going to go for pizza. I'm so, I, I, I can't get over this story. I just found it this morning. <laughs> this could be my favorite story ever from Detroit. So they went to a pizzeria that was connected to a strip club. Now, 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 look here. Let me just say I have never been to Detroit proper. I've never been to Michigan. I know that Little Caesars started in Detroit. Now, 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 I would imagine that there, there, there is a Detroit-style pizza, square and thick. I've had slices. I think it's delicious. It's wonderful. Which tells me, hey, Arnie, that means there's probably a bunch of pizzerias in Detroit. Now, if there are a bunch of pizzerias in Detroit, why, oh, why would a teacher go, hey, let's go to the one that's next door and attached to a strip club? Because what could go wrong? The band teacher at Hart Middle School took sixth graders to see the symphony in, no- in November. But a school board member revealed that during the course of the field trip, the students were taking a lunch at Nikki's Pizza, which is connected to Nikki's Lounge, a strip club in the Motor City. The pizzeria was overcrowded, so they moved the students into Nikki's Lounge, where students were seen. Pictured even swinging on the stripper poles. Holy shit! Don't believe me? Well, here you go. Just scroll down a bit. In a statement, a spokesperson with the community schools confirmed that students did indeed eat lunch at Nikki's, but would not comment in on the photos. Um. <laughs> There's Nikki's Pizza, and right around the corner is Nikki's Lounge, where you can get your booty shaking, too. Why would you take the kids there? Come on. How is the teacher to know that? I mean, happy coincidence, really. Well, he's to know that because if you look at the pizza, there's Nikki's Greek Pizza and Salad, and then right next door is Nikki's Strip Club. And they're connected. As soon as they said, hey, the kids can go into the lounge, I'd be as a teacher. No, no, they can't. Like, who thinks, gee, before I book a trip to the pizza place, I need to make sure there's not connected to a little shop or porn store or a bar. It's known. Oh, I love this story. This story is so fantastic. Uh... New meaning of pepperoni nipples. Oh, for God's sakes. God love those fine folks up in Michigan. Uh, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler. I've got a treat for you this morning. 
Um, there's an artist who I, I, I don't really play on this show a whole lot, but I love his voice. Uh, his name is Tennessee Ernie Ford. And uh, I, I, I have a couple. I have one gospel song, and then I got a Hank, Hank Sr. song. But before I play that, I'm going to play probably the greatest Tennessee Ernie Ford song of all time. And no, it's not 16 tons. Southern men, the thunders mutter. Northern flags and south winds flutter. To arms, to arms, to arms, to arms for Dixie. Send them back your fierce defiance. Stamp upon the cursed alliance. To arms, to arms, to arms, to arms in Dixie. Advance the flag of Dixie. Hurrah, hurrah. For Dixie's land we take our stand and live or die for Dixie. To arms, to arms, and conquer. Peace for Dixie. Fear no danger, shun no labor. Lift up rifle, pike, and saber to arms, to arms, to arms, to arms, to arms, to arms, to arms in Dixie. Shoulder pressing close to shoulder, let the odds make each heart bolder to arms, to arms, to arms, in Dixie. Advance the flag of Dixie, hurrah, hurrah, for Dixie's land we take our stand and live or die for Dixie. To arms, to arms, and conquer peace for Dixie, to arms, to arms, and conquer peace for Dixie. Swear upon your country's altar, never to submit or falter. To arms, to arms, to arms, in Dixie. Till the spoilers are defeated, till the Lord's work is completed. To arms, to arms, to arms, in Dixie. Advance the flag of Dixie. Hurrah, hurrah. For Dixie's land we take our stand and live or die for Dixie. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe. Display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. Sing my soul, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul. Sings to 
I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light Show, also known as ass. Your ass look good. I'm gonna violate that. Wait, no, that's not. Wait, wait. Word. Call 775-357-FANS. Now, 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 I did not violate my own rule. I do not pick any team from Tennessee. I play artists from Tennessee. You gotta play artists from Tennessee. I mean, come on. Uh, Swoosh, he says, I kid, but it could be worse. It could have been Adele. God damn it. Hello. Yes, hello. How are you? Nice to see you. It's me. I don't care. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to eat. No, I I don't want to eat with you. No, because you'll you'll probably steal everything from my plate. Uh, Before I call Joe, I just want to let you know. Look, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to overwhelm you with gospel music and stuff like that. I love gospel music. Um, I, I and. The, the greatest one to ever do gospel music. It, and, and look, I could, I could play him all day long when he sings his gospel music. But, you know, there's one person. This is the way he started. Sing it, King! Amazing. There you go. That's all you get at Elvis today. Uh, all right, it is time to make that phone call. We got to call Lake uh, Tahoe Jomer. I hope I'm calling the right number. Good Lord. All right, we're calling. Hopefully we got it right. <clears throat> Love it too. You're not alone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Whoa. Where's Joe? Hello. Is this the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy? Did I call the right number? Well, yeah. As long as it sounds good, you did. Hey, hey. When you when you talk, Joe, everything sounds good, pal. Wow. Well, they used to call me the Velvet uh, Voice. <laughs> you are the you are the next coming of Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog. <laughs> what was it? The Velvet Fog. Yes, the Velvet Fog himself. How you yeah, doing, Joe? I couldn't remember. Huh? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm, I, actually, I'm I'm doing the show, laying in bed today. Oh, uh, my. You know, it, well, I'm waiting on my California king to be delivered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm on my Rhode Island twin right now. <laughs> uh, busy, busy night of sex work last night. Woo! I, well, that's why I got you know, getting the new California king. Uh-huh. The old one got wore out. Oh, you I know can tell. I, mean. I oh, I know exactly what you mean. Those Rhode Island twins aren't worth a shit. And on that California King, don't you worry. I slipped a lot of things, including the mattress, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But, but before we talk about sports, I want, I want to talk about something that I, I found this story two days ago, and I found this to be amazing. Joe, you and I, we, we, we don't hold back. We've, we've had our struggles with the demons in our lives, and we have turned to other substances to help us through. 
I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever had to go through a field sobriety check? Yes, I have. Okay, I have too. Failed it miserably. I even told the cop halfway through. I said, I'm guilty. Just please don't make me stand on one foot. Right. Uh, this is a story about 27-year-old Tanner Watson, who was pulled over in Ohio for speeding. When he was asked to walk a straight line during a field sobriety test, he did a backflip. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, we've now changed the investigation from alcohol to methamphetamine <laughs> and alcohol. He was arrested, of course, for DUI uh, because he could not walk a straight line. But I got to tell you, he could do a backflip on command. I'm going to let him go. Yeah, I mean, but that to me is also, uh, it seems, uh, you know, where, uh, how, how weird the body can be like, yeah, I didn't, wasn't sure if they made him walk the line. So he fails the line test, but he's uh, one of the flying Willendas. Yes, is that what? yes. I mean, I, I mean, that's pretty fantastic. I, I wouldn't have even thought of that when I was doing my field sobriety test. Hey, officer, what if I could do a backflip? I'd probably kill myself. I know, and also that's also about the Melendez will not let him do the tight wire act either, you know, because they're not going to let him do that one. Oh. <laughs> but he does everything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, even just uh, seeing uh, people do a backflip, I, I can't even, can, you know, I can't even uh, comprehend that, you know. But uh, no, my body doesn't but, contort that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm. I make a great buoy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm perfect standing in place. I mean, yeah. look, that, that, that's easy. Uh-huh. Um, all right, uh, a story out of Virginia Tech. Have you seen this story about the female soccer player who get, was given $100,000 after her coach benched her because she wouldn't take a knee for the national anthem? Oh, so, oh so they, she would not take a knee. She was benched, and she was awarded. Uh, they paid her a hundred thousand dollars because yes, of that. She sued the school. She was a starter on the team. Yeah. Um, the coach said, "Everybody, take a knee for for the national anthem to show your support for right. Black Lives Matter." And she said no. And they benched her, and now she sued, and she won. Good, bad, indifferent. <laughs> so enraged. I'm so pissed. Of course, uh, you know uh, they ought to. They ought to put her in a room with uh, for, for a few minutes with a uh, villain away with a stealer uh, guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, you know how I feel about it. Uh, of course, I think everybody, you know, should stand for the No, no, she anthem. did stand. She you wouldn't know, take the just, name. That's just yeah. the way it is. You know, if you don't love your country, you know, and we, you know, sure there are different, there's injustice. We, we know that. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of wrong that happens. There's a lot of good that happens, but you know, our history, um, we've, we've come a long way, you know, and I hear the, we've got a ways to go. Yeah, maybe whatever, but we have come a long way. You know, it wasn't just like, uh, we just were evil when we were born or something, you know, people are, you know, it, we've come civil rights, things like that have come a long way. So sure. The struggle, get out there, do what you got to do peacefully, but stand for the national anthem. This is the, the only reason you're doing anything. And this is because of the sacrifice of these guys. Uh, when you just walk around the store, go shopping, whatever, that's all it's saying. Just give them a little, give them yeah. some props for a few minutes, you know? I, I, I don't understand why people need to make such a political statement about it. Look, they have the right to do it. They have the right to burn a flag. But that doesn't mean there aren't consequences. 
This girl decided she was going to stand for the national anthem, and she had consequences, and those consequences were she was benched. And then the school found out, oh, wait, we can't do that. We can't bench this girl because she's standing up for the national anthem. Yeah. Here's a hundred grand. I mean, that school is open thanks to the fucking veterans that fought for educational purposes. Do we not recall what's happening in Afghanistan right now? They took over, yeah. and they said that women could go to college, and then two weeks ago, they banned women from college. Yeah, they, they went right back to everything. Right I know. back to everything, yeah. Were you shocked? I wasn't shocked. I'm not shocked Listen, whatsoever. If, if there's a press release out of China or Afghanistan, you bet you're too nasty you can believe it. <laughs> Those people don't lie. No. No, they don't. Um, good news, I guess, for Michigan Wolverines fans. Um no, uh, Jim Hart. Oh, wait, before we get to that, what did you think about Black Monday with all the coaches being fired? Cliff Kingsbury gone. Um, uh, Lovey Smith gone from the Texans. What do you see happening? Do you see, uh, look, I think we're, we're a season or so away from Lincoln Riley leaving USC to go to the NFL. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, first off, the, uh, uh, at uh, Murphy Sports Management, mm. the uh, Lake Tahoe Joe Sports Management, mm-hmm. the phones were ringing off the hook yesterday. So, well, I can imagine. Uh, we had a busy day. Kingsbury was was crying all day. I mean, uh, you know, Riley, you know, it, 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 Riley, with, this, is, this was his first year, right? Yeah, first year. Uh, he, he dumped OU to go to SC. He got a Heisman Trophy quarterback, yeah. which he shouldn't have won, but that's a different story. Um, and now they're nationally ranked, even though Deion Sanders is going to come to Colorado and kick the shit out right. of USC next year. Right. And that's a whole other story. Um, you know, like, give them five, Lincoln. I mean, that's the thing anymore. Um, you know, they can't, uh, you know, they, they, they can fire these guys at any time, but then they, so, you know, they can leave at any time uh, if they want. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see a guy. It used to be back in the day – they came to build up a program, you mm-hmm. know, coach showed up and, and started with scratch and then, you know, he's kind of, they, you know, they were still not good. That's the reason the old coach got fired. But after a while, a few years, you build them up. That's like, uh, what I used to respect. I mean, a lot, you still do. And it, it, that's what, it, it, that was, it used to happen. And then now it's like, these guys are just skipping around, uh, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. It, it, it does seem that way. I mean, I look at guys like Derek Jeter, who played for one team his whole career, and I love that. That's one of my favorite things. Um, yeah. Look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban went back to went to Alabama. I mean, he started at, at Michigan State, started at Kent State, but then went to Michigan State, went to LSU, won a national title, left, went to the NFL, failed miserably, and then went back to Alabama, which was a great program a long time ago. Gene Stallings was the last guy to win a national title there. And he rebuilt that program. I don't think we're ever going to see – I mean, we're not going to see somebody win like Nick Saban. But we're also not going to see anybody build a program like Nick Saban, I don't think, ever again. And are we going to see Nick Saban ever leave there? No. Uh, when he leaves, he'll retire. Yeah. I, I, gonna be, I think. He's going down he, – he was like, you know, he, like you would think nobody could be on the same as a uh, shelf as the great Bear Bryant, mm-hmm. but uh, you know he's going to be right there with him. I mean, not he probably, probably, you know, you got to you got to go a few years go by uh, to be legendary. But he's you know, there. you know he's what I mean there. when they claim uh, start naming buildings after you, you got to yeah. be dead. So yeah, um, 
Real quick, a uh, uh, little sidebar. You know, I got to see uh, Coach Brian in person. Uh, I, Raul Allegra kicked the game-winning cotton, cotton Bowl field goal against Alabama. It was uh, Bear Bryant's last bowl game, and uh, the Longhorns had beat him. But I got to see Coach Bryant in public, and, uh, and and I tried to run up to him, but, of course, he had plenty of guards around him. Um, but that's a whole different thing. Well, I want to get your take on that. What do you think about Dion at Colorado? Uh, well, okay. You know, uh, the thing is, you know, that guy is, uh, well, first off, he's too legit to quit. Okay. Yes, we all is. know that. Amen to that. So, um, uh, <laughs> so he goes to Jackson state, you know, the historically black school, he gets some big recruits, you know, including his kid, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they know he can, you know, if you're going to go into a an urban scene, uh, just, uh, you know, a young black kid or whatever, you got Dion coming to recruit you and, you know, their dad's going to be telling them about Dion Bell Show. So uh, he, he has the ability to get, you know, big time talent mm-hmm. and show that. And so now he, you know, he wants a big time check. So he goes to Colorado, which I, I mean, I can't blame him for leaving. Uh, he was, you know, I've, he's been there a few years. I mean, I kind of like everybody wants him to be like the guy that, uh, Hey, come help us out. The historically black school help us out. You know, we're a small school. Uh, but he goes to can't blame him, goes to Colorado. I don't understand why he just he, he just dissed all those kids when he showed up. He told them, they, he said, they, he brought a whole bunch of his guys. And he, at the uh, thing, he says, you guys should all enter the transfer portal. You're all not going to play or something like that. Well, let, let me ask you this. I mean, come on. I, I know that you hate the University of Colorado because you're a Nebraska guy. And he said that because Colorado sucks. Those players sucked. No, I know. Oh, I know they did. I know they did. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Um, yeah. But That's I mean, I mean, you, they were horrible. They were horrible. Yeah. Do you think Ralphie runs out to this this year? Do you think they train Ralphie to to give the the hand sign of too legit to quit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably. Uh, I mean, they're probably going to get the fastest hippo that in the, you know, they'll probably run, they'll probably have a combine for, the hippo for all the bison, you know, for all the buffalo. Well, I like uh, the, the, the fact that one. I like you say he's going to get hippos because. A reminder, Columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem. It does. So maybe Dion can take some of those hungry, hungry hippos to Colorado. Now, one other coach, <laughs> one other coach we should talk about because there was a big news about running back Blake Corum mm-hmm. of Michigan, who probably, if he would have stayed healthy, could have been a, a candidate for the Heisman. He's coming back to Michigan. Do you think that makes Jim Harbaugh stay put? <clears throat> I first off, um, yeah, I think well, I, I, if it was if somebody if I was to be in his best interest, um, if somebody asked if Blake Corum, Corum asked me what to do, I would say go to the NFL. But that's just me. Um, but I don't think it's enough. To, I don't think it's enough. I mean, I I, I think he's going to stay anyway. Actually, you know, I think he's going to stay. I, I, but you just don't know. I mean, the, the, you know, you go to a job interview and you know, well, they, you know, get a home, huge pay. The, the, you know, your pay goes way up. And, you know, it's tough to pass that stuff by. When I was a kid, I would, yeah, you trader, you know, this and that, so the coaches would leave. And, but, uh, you know, now I see it with a little, with a different perspective. But 
I don't think. Yeah, he got so close. He's so bummed. I he I mean, so he, well, well, to what? A national title or to a Super Bowl? I mean, he's been close to both. both. Of them. Yeah, both of them. Right. That's what, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just like, ah, I'm tired of babysitting. I'll go back to the NFL. Okay. It's an interesting story. I mean, I, I'm glad to see this for Michigan because I like when Michigan's good. I, I, I like when... I like when Nebraska's good. I like when Michigan's good. I like it when Texas and Oklahoma are good. I want yeah. SC to fail because I hate USC. But it's I always but it's always better when they're good because when you beat USC, there's such a look look, two thousand five, the national championship game, still the greatest sports moment of my life next to the World Series game with my dad. Why? Because we went to Southern California and we beat the fucking Trojans. On pretty right. much their backyard. I mean, yeah. if the game would have been played in the Coliseum, it would have made it that much better. But that's what makes college football so great. Is yeah. that oh, it, does. it is. It's awesome. I mean, college football. Uh, I, that's funny. I watched uh, the other night because probably the greatest sport event in my life uh, was uh, when I went to the 96 National Championship. Mm-hmm. The Nebraska uh, be pounded on Florida. Yep. Uh, because, because ever since then, Things have just gotten, you know, bit worse. And Amen. It was, I still remember, uh, I still remember being in Pasadena for a national championship against the Miami Hurricanes, and the you know, the, the B fifty two bombers flew over the oh, yeah. dance, the anthem. I can't remember who sang, and the pounding began on us, and it never stopped. <laughs> that was that day. We got we got obliterated that national championship, but. Uh, I, you know, you can't. The pageantry of college football. There's nothing. There's nothing like it. I always love when I see the NFL gamers, and I look at them and I say, "Look at the stands, people." I look at our friends over. Look at the stands. Look at all the empty seats. Mm-hmm. Let's get. Let's go to a big time college. Let's go to the college game. Uh, uh, sold out. You know, no yeah. seats. Yeah. I'm the, allegedly. The I'm allegedly going to the Alabama Texas game this year in uh, in Tuscaloosa. And I look forward to it because Alabama fans are the drunkest fans I've ever seen at a stadium. I was at the Rose Bowl when Texas lost to Alabama. I've never seen so many rednecks throwing up in my life. And I grew up in Texas, <laughs> for God's sakes. Um, DeMar Hamlin was released from a Buffalo hospital yesterday. They flew him home on Monday, and he's back home now. Qu- great news. I mean, this young man who had a, a heart attack on the field. Um do you think he ever plays in the NFL again? Man, I couldn't believe when uh, Tua decided to keep playing. But this guy, yeah, that's rough. You got to, I mean, you got to think about retirement. I mean, I wonder if they have some kind of, you know, insurance. Uh, they were, you know, you, you you get it, it ends your career. You know, I'm sure they all have something like that. But yeah, I wouldn't go back. I mean. I'm a manager. I'm a sports management, so I was. I'm always considered the money. Yeah, Bonnie. Uh, that's why I always think of that. But yeah. uh, the health reasons, that's pretty scary. Uh, if I ever know if I had even you know like a stroke or something like that, I would. I'd be afraid to get him walk around after it was after I'm better. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm like a hypochondriac. You know, if something like that, and you made that, you got your way through it. I, I'd just be. It would take me a while. So I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd go back. I don't. But he's, he, you know, this guy's a competitive spirit. They're so yeah. competitive, you I know, mean, that yeah. they it just it gnaws at him. I mean, I remember when I had to quit playing baseball, you know, I hated it. But, uh, you know, I'm not uh, a professional player. But, yeah, I mean, 
I would quit. I, that's my vote. If that's what you want to know. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Players Association did right by him by getting his salary extended through the playoffs. He's going to get paid throughout the season. I think that's a great story. Um, I, 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 too, uh, I, I don't think he's going to ever play an NFL down again. And I, I think that's very sad for him. But, hey, at least he's healthy. You brought yeah, up hey, – yeah, I'll go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, just this morning I mentioned something to a friend about this, this shoulder pain. It seems it feels like it's kind of going up to my head and stuff. But I'm just like, you know, so now you know, I'm thinking of this guy. Your health is everything, man. I mean, you might you think you, you might have at all or you get the things you want in life. And then, man, I'll tell you what, you know, who cares? You're not, you know, your health is everything. You know, when you get older, when you're a kid, you don't care. You think you're immortal, you know, but uh, you now – you, you really look at your mortality and you know, Hey, um, you know, life is fragile and your health without your health, it's, it's all over with. But uh, that's my reflection moment for today. No, that's, that, that, that's great because you brought up, uh, Tua Tagovailoa or whatever his fucking name is for Miami. Yeah, nobody can ever pronounce it. Just forget about that. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just call him Tua. Um, it was announced that he is out for the Dolphins playoff game this week. Do you think this young man, who, by the way, suffered another concussion. This is why he's out right now. He suffered two major concussions in two weeks and then came back and had another. He's had three major concussions this season alone. Does he ever play in the NFL again? Tua, listen, buddy. Why don't you grab, why don't you grab a 12-pack a of Dr. Pepper, some chips, maybe some nachos. Uh, come on over. We'll watch the game. Can't throw in the towel. It's all over. I mean, that's yeah. That, that just scared the hell out of me if I'd have five concussions. Uh, I'm done after two, Arnie. Yeah, I've, I've had three in my lifetime. I, I, I know <laughs> I've had three at least in my lifetime, and I can't imagine what NFL players. I mean, Troy Aikman had nine that he knows of. Steve Young has nine that he knows of. And I, three in, in, in the course of fucking 15 weeks, that's fucking, that's insanity for what I, we know I'm, now. I'm, I'm surprised it's, it's not, his brain isn't just like fucking, uh, excuse my language, no, his brain isn't uh, uh, blowing up his head. I mean, isn't there a little swelling probably in there still? Jeez. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, the. The, the whole CTE thing that we could discuss for hours and hours and where I stand on that. But this young man is on the fast track to CTE. I mean, and yeah, yeah. and God bless him for wanting to play because he's a competitor. I understand it. I, I totally get it. I mean, look, I look at radio. I, I loved radio more than anything else. I loved it more than when I played baseball. I loved it more than softball. And when, when I was unceremoniously duped out of radio – by Mike Murray at Lotus Radio in Reno, that bag of shit. What did I do? I became a podcaster. Why? Because I love doing this so much. You know? Yeah. I, the same as you, uh, Arnie. I love it so much. I loved it so much. And I still love it. And when I was in it, uh, there, were, there were things that I did that, you know, that got me as, as like you said, kind of in a position like you feel you're in in radio, right? Mm-hmm. And I with some bad decisions involved with some real assholes. Uh, and I don't know if you're, was, you was talking about the general manager. Oh, Dane? Dane the midget? No. Uh, I, yeah, Dane was that Dane. Yeah, yeah Dane yeah. the midget. Yeah, yeah. He was a scumbag, too. 
she took over for the greatest GM. The very good. Who's that guy? The GM that was before, but me and you were there. What was his oh, name? Um, he, oh, I know who you're talking. He didn't like me. That guy. He, he and I didn't. Oh, oh no, but everybody did like him. I didn't like him because he wasn't a fan of our show. Yeah, and me and oh, that's true. That's correct. Right, right. Yeah, because me, me and uh, John Potter and myself were let go on the same day uh, by him. And for day one, he just did not like me. But on, uh, but on the other, uh, in his defense, which uh, there's not much, um, uh, I could possibly have been making a bad decision or two. So I can't totally, you know. But no, anyway, I, I understand. I, I look. I mean, we could talk for hours. Uh, by the way, who was your favorite salesperson ever to work with? Oh, man. Um, I've got a name for you. And you're going to love this name as soon as I say it. You ready? Ready. Tom English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was great. And even Chip was good to me. You oh, know? Chip Cooper uh, was awesome. Too. Oh, yeah. I love Cooper. Chip Cooper's an amazing guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were great to, to work with. Um, I loved working with Star. Yeah. She, she, was, little... she was she was the nicest thing around. Uh, you, you know, know you and, know her uh, oldest son is a trans now, right? Excuse me. You know her oldest son. He's a he's a trans. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I'm Go actually on. a friend on Facebook, and uh, uh, I, you know, every once in a while, like, but I did not know that. But uh, we had a we had a we had a we shouldn't talk about it. We'll talk about it some other time. Uh, okay. Uh, moment, but let's just put it that way. Um. All right. uh, we, I mean, we 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 had great people that we did work with. I mean, Tom English was my favorite. Say, Chip, you know, Chip is uh, in the brotherhood like you and I, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. I know, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. He's a great guy. About mm-hmm. me. he's he's fully in the program. Yeah, he's fully in the program. Yep, yep. And, and, and uh, that's someone who I've uh, actually called and relied on in the past, and he, he's a good yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. He's always, you know, I've I've ran into I've run into people uh, during a stretch of my when I said I made bad decisions and stuff, but I, I hated to run into, uh, you know, even I would dodge the tents, you know, say at the rib cook-off, they would have the pure rock tent or the, mm-hmm. you know, and the KOZZ tent stuff. You know, during my, you know, that's when you, you want to change in your life because when you're hiding from people. You know, and but so running into people, you run into a guy like Chip Cooper. I don't care how down on your luck you are, he's gonna treat you like a human being. Yeah, he he did. Chip Cooper was the gold standard. I love Chip. I love Tom English. Uh, Viola, before she became a GM of a Spanish speaking station, she was the hottest sales girl we ever had. Um, <laughs> but but we we worked with some great people uh, throughout the years, and it's sad to see where radio is today. Now now back to football. Let's talk some playoffs this weekend, Joe. Huge, huge weekends. Starting Saturday, our first game is at Levi Stadium. Saturday, uh, 1.30 your time, 3.30 my time. The 9 and 8 Sea Chickens are visiting the 13 and 4 49ers. Niners are a nine and a half point favorite. Okay. Um, like that's so John Lane in bed here, though just a little under the weather. Uh so uh let's oh, see. Just oh, let John Joe. Lane, I might I might have to get up and walk around and get some the brain movement because you know uh when it comes to playoffs, you know, like the Kobe's, you know, like the Elways, mm-hmm. you know, that's this is when I fire up. Now now you 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 had a good season, Joe. You finished the regular season at one thirty and one eleven. Nothing to be 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 laughed at. Yeah. I on the other hand was 147 and 94. 
I, I think I had uh, I, I had the winning hand this year. They had a great season, kid, and we're proud yeah. of you. Yep. Uh, you next know? year, it's been asked if we will do it through point spreads. You and I will talk more about that at a later date. Okay, yeah, we'll look into that. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, uh, that's perfect. Because uh, I, uh, I, like you, I like you, I, I, you know, I enjoy being on with you every week because I love this more than anything in the world. You know, if I could do, I, I, I love the hell out of it. So to, to, to think, uh, tell you that, I forgot to tell you that when you were talking. Uh, Niners are laying nine and a half at Levi Stadium. Uh, I, I hate the Seahawks. I can't stand Pete Carroll. Uh, the Niners are going to win the game. That's, there's no two ways about that. There might, it might even be a blowout, uh, if, you know, betting-wise. Um, I'm going to take the Niners as well. And just to let you know, Joe, just like last season, when football season's over, you're still on every Thursday. Oh, we, oh. we've got plenty to talk about, Joe. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. It's something that. Something happens, I will, I will, I will PDF you the contract immediately. Yeah. <laughs> let me, so yeah. Uh, let me ask, let me ask you this question: Are the Niners the best team in the NFC? I, I think so. I mean, and it uh, pains me to ask know, that they, question. They even proved me right times. Uh, you know, during the season when I take, you know, they were they right when they started when they started getting big or good, they won like ten in a row, right? Yeah, they're on a ten-game winning streak right now. Yeah, um, but they was uh, that game they shut out. Uh, so they didn't shut out. Uh, yeah, they did uh, shut out somebody. But I said the day before, uh, their defense is going to win that game because they weren't. Mm-hmm. They were a very good team, you know. And uh, but I was like, boom, they did, and they just they just showed now their defense. It it might be it might be putting them on the top of the mountain, buddy, in the uh, NFC for sure. Uh, I'll say this: I, I'm picking the Niners as well. Brock Purdy's magic is going to run out at some point. Uh, I don't know when it is, but they're going to have to rely on uh, McCafferty, which that's okay, and that defense, which is okay. The Niners are a pretty damn good team, and it sucks saying that. You know what you're supposed to You know how you're supposed to say it? They're a pretty ah, good team. Ah, look at Joe. Joe's got some jokes for us this morning. Yeah. There we go. Listen, uh, I told you I was laying in bed a little under the weather. I had to warm up a little bit, okay? So, you know, and then and then I get going. But uh, <laughs> Speaking of the weather, are you snowed in right now? No, we're not too bad. We got hit. We got hit pretty good. Uh, if you're up in the mountains, you got a few feet. Down here, maybe, you know, six inches, maybe more than that, eight inches. But uh, it since hasn't come through it came a little bit little what i call a slurpee came through the other day and was gone you know where they look like you could it looked like a slurpee on the ground i hear today and tomorrow are supposed to be bad on the uh the west coast so uh so it's moving in and whenever you people see your people out there if you're not whenever it's just getting hammered rain in california that's when you know we're gonna get the snow here. It's mm. gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit us with a lot of snow. I always can count on that. When I see California flooding, I'm like, here comes the snow. Yep. Uh, all right. Next game on Saturday, we've got an AFC matchup. The ten and seven Chargers are on the road against the nine and eight Jacksonville Jaguars. The oh, I'm sorry, the L.A. Chargers of San Diego. My bad. The L.A. Chargers of San Diego are a two and a half point favorite. Okay, so the, the, wait a minute. The, the LA Chargers are where? The LA Chargers of San Diego. That's what I like to call them. And then where? The game is in Jacksonville. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll go Jacksonville. Come on. I'm going Jack. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a, the underdog in this one. Well, this is a tough game for me because the Jags are on fire right now. I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I think the Chargers deserve a playoff win. That franchise, those fans, they deserve it. Um, I, 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 th- I think the Chargers win that game. Uh, that's just me. Um, all right. Now we got to move to Sunday. The Tuolus uh, Miami Dolphins, the 9-8 and Tuolus Miami Dolphins, are on the road, and it's going to be about 20 degrees, a balmy 20 degrees in, cool. in Orchard Park, New York, as they take on the 13-3 and Buffalo Bills. Well, I'm obviously taking the Bills. This is going to... It's an easy. It's too easy to call. There's there'll probably be an upset of some sort, but it's uh, this. So this is too easy of a call. You got to take the Bills. I mean, playing in that weather, yeah, it's a done deal. I know. Up until a few years ago, the 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 Miami Dolphins were owing forever if the temperature was under forty degrees. I don't know if that's still true or not, um, but it's going to be fucking bitter cold in Buffalo. I'm taking the Bills all day long. Well, Bills Mafia, and, let's go. Well, yeah, and I mean, but the reason I, you know, that's so weird that that always seems to work out. But you know, if you look at a Southern team like I'm Dolphin, you know, check the lineup. You know, Bill draws in Mill, Michigan State, Minnesota. You know, they all get, they've all lived in freezing cold areas, but they get on a, a, a sunny team and they can't play. It's just weird to yeah, me. But. It, it is very strange. Um, all right. These are all Sunday games. The next one we have, I think this one could be entertaining. Maybe. We'll see. The 9-7 and seven New York football giants are on the road against the 13-4 and four Minnesota Vikings, and the Minnesota Vikings are a three-point favorite. Uh, at home? Yes. I'm going with the Vikings. <sighs> I, yeah, I look, look, I... The Giants' story has been fascinating this season. I ha- I still don't know how they made the playoffs, uh, honestly. I-, I really don't know how they made the playoffs. Uh, the Vikings, to me, are the class of the NFC North. Uh, Kirk Cousins having a career year. God bless him. Uh, I like the Vikings in this. Easy. I, I think this is a route. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. You know, is there a, there, there is an eight and nine team in playoffs? Playoffs, is there not? Uh, yes, there is. We'll we'll get to that eight and nine yeah. team, my friend. Well, the reason I bring that up is that's how you were saying. Now the Giants get the playoffs. You can be you have a losing record and get yeah. in the playoffs, so you know it's um, possible. All right, Sunday night football. The ten and seven Baltimore Ravens and uh, Lamar Jackson still has not practiced with the team, so he's probably not going to play. Are on the road against the twelve and four Cincinnati, as people in the Midwest would call it, Cincinnati, not Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals, who are twelve and four. The Bengals are a nine point favorite. Okay, uh, they're going to win the game. I don't know if I'd bet on them, but the, uh, the, take the, the the nine, but lay the nine. But um, but the, uh, the ever since old Burrow, you know, cut his hair, I'm on his I'm on his team. You know, <laughs> you get a haircut, young man, for God's sake. So he finally got one. So I like the kid. I like the Bengals. 
Uh, I like Joe Burrow. I I, I I like him as a player. I thought he, he deserved the Heisman. He won the national title. He, great story. Um, plays with the Bengals. Turned that franchise around in two years. They played in the Super Bowl for last year, for Christ's sake. The Bengals are a good team. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the Bengals in that. Yeah, him and the Mrs. were over for dinner last night. Oh, yeah? Oh, I, well, what did you serve? Uh, roast duck a la range. Oh, wow. Look at you. Man, you're not only an international sex worker, you own a sports marketing company, and you're a world-class chef all at the same time? Yeah, of course I home prepared that, but I, you know... I don't like ducks. I had a couple of churros from down at the okay. truck, down at the, the taco truck. <laughs> Joe, was it was it you telling me about this HBO Max special about inside the NBA? Yeah. Um, there is honestly, to me, there is no better television than Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, and Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, that, that's see the thing is, I saw I was flipping through. I seen I saw they played on a, a Celebrity Family Feud. Oh dear God! You know, oh. against the baseball, the MLB pregame. Oh, and, uh, MLB you know, pregame. You know, you know the net where they're just the, the show's just begging for Shaq and and them to win, of course, and then Shaq and Barkley do the, the the money round or whatever it is. So that made me find it, and I was like, I just started. So it's a it's a series, and if you're also a broadcaster, it has that element, and so it's really it's not like Shaq and Barkley are so fun, but the way Barkley can get away with stuff, you know, Barkley with some stuff we and you can say would get in trouble. Barkley says it's no problem, you know. And they talk about it's it's really really informative. You really like it, uh, you know. Ernie Johnson and everyone what he went through and oh, uh, Ernie Johnson's and, uh, a fucking saint. Ernie Johnson, yeah, yeah, Ernie yeah. Johnson. If you don't know Ernie Johnson's story, he had a son. And his son was, had all kind of medical issues, and Ernie Johnson had to was his caretaker for him. I mean, he dressed him, he bathed him, he wiped yeah, him, he yeah. did all this stuff for his son. Son passed away a few years ago. It was devastating, and Ernie Johnson came to work. And I got yeah, he got yeah, go he's ahead. a man. Ernie Johnson, as dorky as he is with his bow ties. Ernie Johnson is a fucking man and probably one of the greatest sports broadcasters of my lifetime. Yeah. And you'll find all that out in the, in the, in the, uh, in the thing, okay. you know, other people say, let's say, say, you know, if you think you have a bad day or whatever, or, or, or you're down, the one guy suffers from depression that he goes to talk to Ernie, he goes, you, you do this guy, what this guy does every day, or whatever, oh. you know, and, and uh, he has his struggles. He has his own cancer. Well, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. He he survived cancer. That that's true. Shit. Yeah, he had his that. wife tape the show when he did an award show to see if it was noticeable it was in his neck. And he came home and, and his wife, yeah, it's noticeable. He was trying to get by as long as he could and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's just yeah, I won't tell you everything, but I, I I started to watch it. And I couldn't stop. I watched the whole thing. Uh, it's just amazing because it's hilarious. Shaq Barkley, uh, making fun of each other and all the all the crap they get away with. I mean. And then, and then uh, the the broadcast end of it, you'll enjoy that a lot. The okay. broadcast, what you can do, and things like that. But uh, yeah, it, it's just a, a fascinating um, show. You know, one time uh, Ernie Johnson is asking Barkley something. He's asking Barkley, and Barkley's not looking at him even. And Ernie Johnson's asking him these questions about basketball. <laughs> Barkley goes, 
Roy Jones Jr. got knocked out. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. No way. Roy Jones Jr. got knocked out. He's watching another on monitor. And he's like, they're like, oh, okay, I guess we can. He's like, man, no way Roy Jones Jr. got knocked out. You know, and they're like, okay, I guess we can talk about that. You know, it's just, oh. it's hilarious. You got to watch it. All right. Last game of the playoffs is Monday night. You brought up the 8-9 and nine team. They won a division. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by the one and only Tom Brady, who in his career is undefeated against my beloved Dallas Cowboys, who are 12-5, and five, taking on the 8-9 and nine Buccaneers. And the Cowboys are a two-and-a-half point favorite. But, you know... Wait, you just throw points fits out the door. It, your quarterback, his name is D-A-K, okay? Just throw everything out the window because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to show up or not? Uh, I, I, I Look, I don't know anymore. I, I just don't know anymore if, if he shows. I mean, I, I can guarantee that he's going to throw an interception in this game. Because, you know, the GOAT shows up every time. So, <sighs> Go ahead, Joe. Make your pick. <sighs> You, I just, I, I, I a, hope I'm wrong, but I'm taking the big Buccaneers. I, I, I don't blame you. Um, I will do my pick through the magic of song. <laughs> How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? Oh, how about them cowboys in the playoffs? How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? Oh, how about them cowboys? Oh, how about them cowboys? Oh, how about them boys? Interesting fact about the Dallas Cowboys this season. They lose a game. Then they win two in a row, lose a game, win four in a row, lose a game, win two in a row, uh, lose a game, win four in a row, and they just lost two games. They just lost a game. If the Cowboys go on another four-game win streak, you know what that means, don't you? Super Bowl. Six-time Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two things. First, about the song, a lot of people don't know that's Jimmy Johnson on auto tune. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and but the, the other thing is, I turned it down and scratched my fingers across the chalkboard instead. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, how dare you besmirch my How About Them Cowboys song? Look, as a Cowboy fan, I'm truly dreading this game. I'm going to root for my team. I'll, I will have a jersey on. I will be watching that game. I'll have some sort of wonderful food concoction. But, man, oh, man, the Cowboys season could come to an end. And let me ask you this. Cowboys lose this game. They were 12-5, and five, made the playoffs. Do you fire Mike McCarthy? 
you'll get pissed. You'll be pissed. Why? You know I mean, I mean, I, I know when they lose, yeah, but, you, but, you know, uh, maybe your significant other, that's the squeegee nacho cheese sauce and chili off the TV screen. Probably. But if, if that happens, you're going to go ballistic. Uh, but do do you fire Mike McCarthy? If you're Jerry John, or Jimmy John, or Jerry Jones, sorry. Dear Jerry Jones, um, do you fire him for losing in the playoffs again after one game? Uh, no, I would no, no, I have to go twelve and five. No, no, twelve and five. Uh, so but they'd be twelve and six overall. You know, so yeah, I know. He's he's doing a great job. In the NFL, look at Mick he's eight and nine, you're making the playoffs. You know, it's it's tough to win in the NFL. I mean, you know, this is it's the top of the top of the mountain. Yeah. You know, so uh you go twelve and five, you got you gotta keep him on. Uh, I, I fire him and I hire Sean Payton and we win the Super Bowl the next 10 years in a row. That's wow. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I thought you were all over McCarthy. Okay. Oh, I hate McCarthy. I think McCarthy sucks. And, and here's the thing. I don't really like Sean uh, Payton either because here, here's a little known fact that not many people realize. You know no coach has ever won a Super Bowl with one team and then won one with another? You know it's never happened? I know it's like what happened once in Major League Baseball, right? Or a couple times? A couple but times, not- yeah. In baseball, sure. But not in the NFL. Not ever. And McCarthy won with Green Bay. Not winning in Dallas. Sean Payton won in New Orleans. He's got that stigma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He'll be the first guy. If, if nobody's ever won two Super Bowls but with the, with the two different teams. No. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe it. See, I would think it'd be harder to do in baseball. But you, it's hard to win the World Series. You know that. Well, oh, God, that, it's yeah. very hard to win the World Series. No, I, I um, don't know what it takes to win the World Series. I'm a fucking Ranger fan. <laughs> Ouch. But this is our uh, year. Boy, We've it, got the pitching the staff. Is, you can't keep a good man down, Arnie. Yeah. You just, you know, that's the fan. You just keep coming back. Oh, and I'll be at opening uh, day. I'll be at opening day this year because this is the year for the Rangers. Jake DeGrome, all the pitchers we signed, all the uh, – fuck, we got a team this year, baby. Yeah, see, that's what you do. Woo! The only time you're allowed to be a front runner is when you're a kid. Yeah. When you're a little <laughs> kid, you can be, oh, I love that team. Okay, yeah. that, you know. But when you, you stick with your team and then uh, – and you just get fired up every year. And if you can't do that, then we don't want you on this in this on this program or in no. this locker room. Oh, no, you know, uh-uh. no you're fan. not a fan. You're not a fan at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, you gave him a shot, kid. We took you in, you know, treated you like family. And this is how you treat us. You don't show up to games. We find out you're at a wedding instead of watching the game. Uh-uh. Yeah, get out. Oh, what kind of savage schedules a wedding during college football season? That was the first thing I learned in Nebraska. Nobody gets married on a football Saturday. Hell no. Uh, people yeah. people have weddings in the fall. Nobody has weddings in the fall. That's retarded. They, they learn the hard way. Nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my friend, uh, I say thank you. I, I hope you feel better. I was under the weather a couple weeks ago. Still am a little bit here and there, but uh, I hope you get better, Joe. And I look forward to talking to you next week, my friend. Right on. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Thank you so much. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, everybody. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Christian says you got to love that Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Actually, I've heard that they do call him the Velvet Voice, not because of his smooth vocal radio speaking ability. It has to do more with one of his many talents in the adult industry. According to legend, Joe has mastered the technique of bringing any woman to climax with nothing but his voice. A paper towel tube and a tuning fork. A young ginger Lynn was once quoted saying, nobody's ever gotten me off harder than that Comstock Murphy and his tuning fork, referring to the one and only Joe Murphy. Yes, that is all very, very true, Christopher. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent uh. and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Thank you to Alicia for sending me this story. Um, according to the New York Times and several news agencies, the United States Attorney for Delaware... Well, that guy's a partier. Is nearing a decision on whether to prosecute Hunter Biden. People familiar with the investigation says that the focus appears to concern his taxes. The uh, possible charges stem from Hunter's failure to meet filing deadlines for his 2016 and 17 returns and possibly $30,000 in false deductions for business expenses. We have more info on him, right? We're not going to Al Capone him. I don't want to throw Hunter Biden in prison for tax fraud. No, 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 no. I want to get him for fucking espionage. I want to get him for treason. I want this motherfucker to hang from the bowels of a fucking Warcraft, uh, an aircraft carrier. Do now, now look. Which one of these guys sells each other out? Does Joe sell Hunter out, or does Hunter sell Joe out? That's what this is all about here. If it comes down to taxes, Joe will stand up for his son, probably pardon him when he leaves office. I'm just telling you the truth. If we get him on treason charges and espionage and all that kind of stuff, we got him. Oh, good. Somebody just came up to the door. And now all the dogs are going crazy. Uh, All right. There you go. Uh, Sassy Pammy says, strange sports gossip. Not sure if this is already mentioned. Uh, Larsa Pippen is dating Michael Jordan's son, Marcus. I thought they broke up. I thought that story was old. But are they back together? Uh, just odd since her ex-husband's teammate's son. Uh, I'm not uh, one to talk, but this is odd robbing the cradle situation. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, any. I guess this is just a, you know, a woman's scorn. She's going to get back at Scottie Pippen any way she can. We'll see. Uh, I'll keep an eye on that story. Um, I was sent this story last night by Arise because Arise is a, a big fan of the uh, the Harry Potter series. Oh, by the way, I want to go back to something here uh, earlier. Um, where Hang Down Jen says, well, as a Yankee fan, you can yell uh, how hard it is to win a World Series. Those boys fight so hard. Yankees have 27 World Championships. Now, Gold says 20 of those were in the 20s. doesn't matter. They still count. Greatest, uh, look, the... Greatest championship franchise in sports is the New York Yankees. 27 world titles. 
The next closest one are the Montreal Canadiens, who I believe have 23 or 24 Stanley Cups. Now, do those not matter as much? Because when they were winning them mainly, there were only six teams in the league. They still count. Their names are still on the Stanley Cup. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers have the most Super Bowls. Them and New England both have six. Pains me that the Cowboys only have five. But just to let everybody know, the most valuable franchise in all the sports is my beloved Dallas Cowboys. Yankees are either second or third. That's cute. You just stay where you're at. Um, all right. Arise sent me this story, and this is, this is the furthering of the agenda in America today, or the world, if you will. A 23-year-old in Canada has been hard at work doing this, um, removing J.K. Rowling's name from all Harry Potter's books. CNN can eat my dirty socks. Now McDonald's talking about witches. Give them out tarot cards and happy meals. Take this microphone and bust you in the mouth with it in the name of God. And your little dog, too. That is full-blown witchcraft. There it is. I was looking for it's it. It's witchcraft. Yep. Uh, did, did you really say that, Pastor? I said it. Okay. I said I said it. He did say it. Don't care if it's witchcraft. It's a fictitious book. It's written by a woman who once lived in her car, who went out and made this book and made it into a global ph- phenomenon. They have, they have theme parks of Harry Potter, movies, lunchboxes, dolls. Yet she had the audacity to come out and question what an actual woman was, saying that trans women aren't real women, which they are not. And now they're replacing her name from the Harry Potter books with custom covers... And they're calling it, uh, I, I don't even know who they're, they're supposed to be written by. Artist Laura Flom, who runs a website in Canada, started the project to, quote, help out any Harry Potter fans who find they have ethical issues with the author. You know what? Kiss my fucking nuts. What Harry Potter and that franchise has done to the woman who created it is nothing short of evil. They renamed this stupid game that they play in that movie Quidditch or what I don't know what it's called, where they, they broom ball or whatever. But they've renamed it because she had the audacity to question a transgender person. Look, look, look. Uh, can't she sue him for that? I'm pretty sure she can. And I hope that she does. But you remember they had a Harry Potter reunion on HBO Max? And guess who wasn't invited? The author of the book. Without this woman, Daniel Radcliffe would not have a career. As much as it pains me, and it fucking does, it rips my soul out. 
to say the reason why I was a successful broadcaster is because of the person that hired me. I, I can't take credit for all this. It was a certain scabby individual that hired me, and I have to give him the credit where it's due. They can rub my name off of everything they've done, but they wouldn't have accomplished shit without me. But what Harry Potter has done and, and Daniel Radcliffe, they should all, uh, the whole, you know what, go to hell, the lot of you. You're all scumbags. Because this woman had an opinion, and it differed from literally less than 2% of the world's population. I'm sorry, even America's population or any population, less than 2% of people are trans. And that's being very friendly with numbers, by the way. And you take her name off the books. Look, I'm no Harry Potter fan. I've never read one of the books. I've never even seen the fucking movies. Not one of them. But how do you get rid of the creator? I mean, I I, I don't understand it. We're going to take her name off the books. Okay, she still wrote them, though, asshole. To me, this is nothing more than, see, this is why I can't believe in that movement. Because if you were really mad, you know what you'd do? You'd never read Harry Potter again. If Daniel Radcliffe was really, really mad, he would never have agreed to go on a Harry Potter reunion. But because people love the Harry Potter books, they'll still read them, but they'll shit all over her. You, You people have no soul. You have zero integrity whatsoever. I don't have time for you on this show. This show deals with people that have integrity and honor. I stand by J.K. Rowling. I hold J.K. Rowling up. Look, she wrote a nerdy book. Sorry to all you Harry Potter fans. Um, but it was nerdy. Um, I, I, I don't have time for you. You, you. you people all can go to hell. All you people that want her fired or her name removed from Harry Potter. Y'all can all go to hell. I hope she sues and pulls every single fucking book off the shelves. Fuck you people. Let her take her fun and go the fuck home. You dumb, judgy, self-important motherfuckers. Yep. If you have to add a prefix such as trans to a word such as man or woman, then you are not a real man or real woman. If you were, you wouldn't need trans. Well, see, they try to fucking dumb down real men and real women by saying cis. No, those are real men and real women. Jen says it's an incredible series. Hey, more power to you. I'm not a big, I don't like The Walking Dead, and I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I know, come after me. Everybody come after me. Oh, my God, Arnie, how can you not like Game of Thrones? They have sex and there's stabbings. Yeah, but some lady gives birth to dragons. I'm not a dragon guy, and I'm not a zombie guy. I'm just not. Hey, I'm not saying it's dumb or terrible. It's just not for me. It's like my uh, aversion to the band The Beatles or even Led Zeppelin. I I know everybody's like, Arnie, how could you have ever walked in, worked, worked in, in rock radio and, and you didn't like Led Zeppelin? No, I, I, I didn't. 
Now, have I ever said that Led Zeppelin sucks? No. Have I ever said the Beatles suck? No. They just ain't my cup of tea. See, this is where we all, as a, as a group, and this is why I love doing this show, because y'all get it. See, and this is why we need to expand the show. We need to grow the show. You need to tell every one of your family and friends, get this show. Because it'll teach you how to be an actual human being. If people call me up and they say, Arnie, Elvis sucks. I go, okay, he's not for you. Now, does that mean I'm going to stop playing him on the show? Well, the answer to that is a big, healthy, fuck no, I am still going to play the damn king. A very old friend came by today Cause he was telling everyone in town Of the love that he just found And the reason of his latest friend Yeah, Marie's name he talked and talked, and I heard him say, "I mean, I mean, it's the king." And if y'all don't love it, that's okay. I th- th- look, and I have on this show played a, a group that I do not like. There's a couple songs that I like, but I have played this group on the show. And and, and look, yeah, they're the greatest selling band of all. played that on the show. Right, look, look, it, it's cool. The king is the king. It's the name F anybody who thinks different. I accept you for all your faults, like not liking the Beatles. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, I'm just not. And I know for, for 100% sure I said I didn't like Tyler, Tyler Childress, and your reaction was okay. I mean, the my, my reaction should have been, I hope it was this. Old time screaming and shouting, go up. Tell it on the mountain. Faith too strong to be left out. Way of triune God. I don't need the pills. You can't just feel. Love that song. Love it. Uh, Ken Dog says, fuck me then. Uh, Sanchez family says, H-E-L-L-A, cool. I do not say that word on the show. Where'd you hear that she gave birth to dragons? Now you got me picturing characters shitting out a cantaloupe-sized egg. Well, that's what I heard. Fred says, if you don't like Elvis, you voted for communism. Hey, I, look, look, I, I, I'm not going to say that. I, I laugh at it. I think it's funny. Um, it's okay to not like artists and other people. See, here's the thing. I, I love getting into arguments and discussions with people. When I tell them I'm not a fan of Led Zeppelin, people's heads fucking spin around. Now, I have stated this on the air, and I will live and die by this statement. You can quote me on it. The greatest American rock and roll band are these fellas right here. Turn it up.
second to none. The greatest. Uh, to me, they're the greatest band ever. But I will say the greatest American rock and roll band of all time was named after a horrible gym teacher named Leonard Skinnerd. Major Consent says CCR is the best. I like CCR. They're fine. She, she took dragon eggs into a fire and hatched them. She didn't give birth. Okay, same thing. The rest don't like Elvis Aaron Presley, TCB. Oh, sweet. I never knew Leonard Skinner ripped off that Metallica song of Four Horsemen. <laughs> uh, Ken Dog says, nope, nope, nope. Oh, hell yeah, I got to see uh, Skinner in August with ZZ Top. You know what? I'm in a decent mood today. I'm going to let that one slide. I have never seen Leonard Skinner. I never will see Leonard Skinner. My Leonard Skinner, sadly, sadly, died in a plane crash in 1976. And when Michael P.S. Hayes, Terry Gordy, and Buddy Roberts used to come out to the ring to this song, boy, I hated those motherfuckers back then because I was a Von Erichs guy through and through. But I'll never forget hearing this song as a kid in a pool hall with my dad. My dad let me skip school one day. Quick dad story. I was, what, 10 or 11? Stupid kid. Uh, maybe 12, because Von Erickson and Freebirds feuded about that. Um, I didn't know that song as a 12-year-old. I, 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 I knew nothing about Leonard Skinner at 12. I liked Van Halen. I ordered a lot of Van Halen records off of Columbia House as Arnie Ferrari. I liked Rush back then because I didn't know any better. Dad and I are playing pool one day. He let me skip school with him play pool with him and all of a sudden I heard that lick I put down my pool pool cue and I started looking around because I thought the fabulous free birds were going to walk into the bar I was terrified Rick Rude went to my church see this is another reason why I love wrestling so much I have a lot of fun stories about wrestling but uh uh I met Bruiser Brody uh, at a commercial shoot at my brother-in-law Tom's uh, appliance store in St. Louis. Bruiser Brody will probably go down as my all-time favorite greatest wrestler because he was so awesome. And he was murdered in a bathroom in, in, in San Paul, Puerto Rico. Devastated me. Nicest guy in the world, but scary as shit. But not as scary as when Rick Rude went to our church. Not a lot of people realize that Rick Rude was a very, very God-fearing man. And uh, he came to our church. And it took me three weeks to muster up the courage to go up and shake his hand. I was terrified of Rick Rude. Oh, I was scared of him because I hated him. I hated him and Percy Pringle, who later turned into Paul Bearer. Um, but yeah, oh man, holy shit, those songs, uh, I love them, 
But getting back to the original conversation, you can have opinions on things. It doesn't bother me. I, 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 it doesn't bother me. You know why? Because that's your opinion. And I'm not going to say opinions are like assholes. Everybody, yeah, okay, that, that's easy. That's played out. Shit in one hand, you know, wishing the other feet, which one gets full first. The truth of the matter is, is that it doesn't affect me what you like. If you want to sit in your home and you want to blast fucking uh, uh, Cashmere by Led Zeppelin, hey, go right. I don't turn off fucking Fast Times at Ridgemont High when that song is playing. Just not for me. If Leonard Skinner's not for you, hey, too bad. I think you're missing out, but okay. I saw the second generation of Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top in Sacramento years ago. That's where I learned ZZ Top is boring and should stick to small venues. I love ZZ Top, but that's me. Um, my 12-year-old came up to me and asked, uh, have you heard uh, that Sweet Home Alabama song? This band must be great. Can we go see them, please? I laughed so hard, and I said, no, because they're not great. Uh, they are the best ever, you little shit show. So some respect, you fuck. Oh, that's great, Mage. Little known fact, after I already met Rick Rude, he started calling fans fat, out-of-shape sweat hogs. <laughs> That's true. His days in WCW, he did not call them that, and then he met me. Hangtown Jen says GNR is not for me. I know, and 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 I try to be privy on this show. I, I, I love the ass family. I try not to play stuff that upsets people or they hate because I don't like when you turn off the show. It's the old school radio guy in me. When you say, well, I'm going to take a break from the show right now, I'm like, oh, fuck, because you don't want to hear that click. That, that, we used to talk about that at length. We would do our best to make sure people did not switch the channel. Because there's an opportunity that they won't switch back. So, I don't play as much Guns N' Roses as I used to. I don't play as much Guns N' Roses as I'd like. But I know that Guns N' Roses is not everybody's cup of tea. Today, I played Tennessee Ernie Ford and uh, Hank Williams' couple gospel songs. I'm not going to do that all the time. I just had the feeling to play them today. As much as I love Skinner, when Sweet Home Alabama comes on the radio, I flip it off and change it. Forever fuck Nick Saban, those shoulder-targeting, cheating motherfuckers and their children for seven generations. Amen. I still love the song. That's why you won't play uh, Yee, LOL. You know, I, look, I can't stand Kanye West. I think Kanye West. I, look, I think most of today's modern rap music is flat-out garbage, personally. I only turn it down for eight minutes. Well, you know the song I play. You know I play. Look, my favorite Guns N' Roses song is Paradise City. Easily. Uh, it's their greatest song. That's why they end shows with it. But I don't play it that much. But these people that want to cancel her for her stance on what a woman is because, well, she's a woman. I would think that you... If somebody came up to a woman and said, you don't have the right to say what a woman is... I, I think that you should be able to, uh, uh, look, no charges filed against you. You should be able to physically assault that person for being that absolutely stupid and clueless. If somebody walked up to, 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 to J.K. Rowling's and said, hey, you have no idea what it is to be a woman. 
if J.K. Rowling's wanted to do some fucking karate or whatever, I, I look, look, she wanted to do some redneck kung fu, I don't give a shit. I mean... If a man comes to attack you and you know kung fu, you're going to hi him, right? Yeah, I mean, if she wants to hi somebody who says to her that she doesn't know what it is to be a woman, innocent, go ahead, assault them. I know one main guy, uh, which was Dusty Hill, the bassist for ZZ Top, that was famous for beards, passed away, but I still want to see ZZ Top because i never seen him. Okay, all right. Hey, ZZ Top, look, ZZ Top is a boring band to watch. I'll, I'll give you that. But I also go to concerts sometimes for the actual music, not the show. I kind of know that ZZ Top is just going to stand there because they're a bunch of old men. I, like you said, uh... Dusty Hill fucking died. My favorite performer, the, the performer I've seen perform more than anybody, second place is Metallica. Second place, Metallica is right below this person. I've seen Metallica nine times. I've seen George Strait 12 times. George Strait stands in front of a microphone, picks his guitar, and sings. That's all I want. That's all I want. I want to hear that velvet voice ring throughout the... Uh, the arena. I don't. I don't need fireworks. Now, when I saw Guns N' Roses, I wanted to see a show, and I got a great show. Rage Against the Machine. Now, look, I can look past sometimes their political stuff. I've said probably the greatest concert I ever saw at Arco was Rage Against the Machine. The only band I haven't seen that I want to see is ACDC. Um, I got to see them in Fresno. I sat fourth row. I've probably seen a thousand bands in my career. I've, I've been to hundreds of concerts. Never wore earplugs because I'm not a pussy. Hashtag dog shit always wore earplugs because he's a pussy. That's a long hashtag. Um, the only time my ears ever hurt after a concert was ACDC in Fresno. To me, probably the number two show I've ever seen in my life. Two and a half hours straight. No jibber-jabber with the fucking audience. Brian Johnson, Angus, they put on a hell of a show. I'm sure it'd be quite boring, but like you said, I'm going for the music, just like Skinner. Uh, I think she would just ask Nathan to call 911. Yeah, somebody said that to her, and she just said, um... Nathan, call 911. That's a huge bitch. Yeah. I've seen Alan Jackson twice, and he kind of does the same thing. George stands there, but I don't go there to watch him perform. Yeah, I've seen Alan Jackson a couple times, and he does just stand there, but another great voice guy. My goal is to see George Strait this year. Care to recommend where? Uh, Las Vegas. Red and white. I, I would say he, he does... Uh, Four shows a year there, uh, at least. He's announced some other shows, but if you can see him in Vegas, I would go see him in Vegas. Or when he plays Fort Worth again. My, my, my two favorite George Strait shows were the last one I saw and then the time I got to sit front row for him. And he did my favorite song in front of me. My favorite song is Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind? He did it right in front of me like somebody said, hey, George, this fat guy right here really likes that song. And then he closed his show in Fort Worth with it a few years ago when we got the, to see him. Braddy Kid got those tickets for me. Um, 
the opening of the Dickies Arena. Amazing. I said number two. I'm bummed I didn't see Neil Diamond with my mom and oldest son. I had tickets to see Neil Diamond, and I got sick. I, I fucking hate myself for that. I went to Static X show, couldn't hear right for three days, yeah? Wish Metallica could roll through Albuquerque so my son could see him. Probably never happened, though. Well, I know they're working on new material, and that probably means a tour, and I would imagine that Albuquerque would, would see him. I mean, I, do they not go to Albuquerque? I mean, that's the big city there in New Mexico. Only concerts I truly wanted to see uh, died before my time. Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, I would have loved to see them. I, too, would have loved to have seen Elvis, but I was too young, or uh, Queen. Those are shows that I regret not getting to see. And if you were to give me a Wayback Machine and say you get to see either Queen or Elvis, it's a no-brainer. I'm seeing Elvis. I want to see Elvis at his second show in Las Vegas. Skinny jumpsuit Elvis was the greatest Elvis ever. When he got bloated, it, it got hard to watch, but... Skinny Elvis doing karate moves there on stage? Fucking A. But I would give up seeing Freddie Mercury, who I still think is the greatest lead singer of all time. Uh, seen Tool seven times, and they were all great, but nothing compared to Prince in 2003. Sat with a guitar for about an hour on the concert and sang acoustic. I was at that show in Reno. The Warbird. An ass family member got called on stage by Prince. And that was at the time where pimp and hoe parties were very popular and a large group of the Warbird's friends dressed as pimps and hoes. And Prince looked at Warbird. Look, I'm sitting up in the rafters going, motherfucker. Prince show was the best show I ever saw in Reno. When he pulled Warbird up on stage and said, Damn, I didn't know Reno had pimps. I was like, I am going to hear that for the rest of my fucking life. That dick got to go up on stage with Prince. and I, I mean, I'm jealous to this day of that. Metallica's touring. They'll be in D.C. in 2023. There you go. Or Richmond, but either way, I see him to go with me. Mike hates him. Uh, my Raiders have soured me to Vegas, was considering Mile High Stadium, uh, but we'll have to check Fort Worth on the lineup. Elton John was amazing on the farewell tour. I can imagine. Uh, Derek says, that's badass, Warbird. And Warbird says, yes, sir. Okay, Prince, I'm bummed I never saw him. That's awesome. I remember that dog shit used to, he used to give me so much shit because I told him I saw Prince. And then he, on the day Prince died, he admitted that Prince was probably one of the greatest performers. I'm like, why'd you give me shit then? I saw him. I was at Guns N' Roses show at Arca when someone chucked a bottle at the stage and knocked out Duff. They cut the show and made it news on hit. Yeah, it was a bottle of pee. They threw a bottle of pee and it hit Duff, and Axel said, yep, done. Dicks. I hate the beach ball people. I, I, I hate the people that throw the shit up on stage. They, there's no room for that. Just let, put a girl on your shoulders. Have her show her titties to the crowd. That's what we all want. That's what we're all expecting. It's a rock show, for Christ's sake. Uh, the band I've seen the most in Sacramento is Corn. I swear they went there like 100 times. I've seen them the nine times at Arco. I got to bring Corn up on stage once with Pat Martin. 
Pat Martin started to chant in Arco that Arnie is God. And there were 18,000 people chanting in unison, Arnie is God. One of the highlights of my radio career. Um, and that was at the, uh, I believe that was at the Family Values Tour with Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit's a band that I love to see live, but they're a bunch of dick bags too. There aren't many people that I want to see anymore. A, the cost of concerts is ridiculous. Uh, B, the main person I want to see is still, let's, let's see, if there is there any news on Sturgill Simpson? Sturgill Simpson to me is probably the, the class of country music right now. Uh, let's see, Sturgill Simpson, news. Album of the year, uh, you were there, wh- which show were you at? Uh, oh, you were at that one? Okay. Uh, no news on him. Um, let's see, tour. A- anything on his tour? He had a, a vocal cord issue last year, and it sucks because I want to see Sturgill Simpson so bad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. No concerts near Dallas-Fort Worth. Dallas Stars, okay, but where's Sturgill fucking touring? Is he touring? Because I'd like to see him. I I would go to Nashville to see him. Uh, I got pulled on stage by train because of how I was dressed. They let me sing their last song with them. The rest of the night, everyone bought me drinks because they thought I was a part of the band. That's awesome. Uh, You're welcome. I was one of those folks cheering AIG. You heard me, right? Absolutely. I saw you in the stands. I checked the Metallica website. Their tour is only big-ass stadiums. Well, maybe 24 or 25. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for you, too, Logan. I think your boy needs to see Metallica. Hopefully by that time I'll be a big week because I I have certain contests I want to start doing. I have a great contest for, for WrestleMania tickets. If I can find a sponsor... To get me the tickets and the flights to WrestleMania, I am going to do this contest. I, I'm, I'm telling you right, I'm not going to tell you what the contest is yet because it's so good. So good. So good. Um, Todd and Julie Christie are on their way to the big house. They reported to prison after an extension and bail pending to the, the appeal was denied. Um, the reality will uh, report to prison on January 17th. Tom, Todd will serve at the federal prison camp Pensacola, uh, minimum security prison. Well, he's still going to get raped, right? Or, or you can't really rape the willing then. Uh, besides David Allen Coe, who was your worst concert? <whistles> well, you know me well. Both times I saw David Allen Coe, they, he sucked. Worst concert? Um... Easy. Yeah, very easy. Um, it was uh, Motley Crue at the Toyota Amphitheater out in Wheatlands. I think it was part of their farewell tour or one of their many farewell tours. Um, they sounded like shit. All the sound, uh, the music was sounded like shit. There was so much distortion. Vince Neil couldn't sing. And a week later, I went to that venue, sat in the same spot with the same person. I went to the same person from both those shows. 
when we saw Soundgarden. And Soundgarden sounded amazing. Clear as a bell. Which I knew then it was Motley Crue's people in that. But Motley Crue at uh, the amphitheater. Probably the, the third worst show I've ever seen. Uh, it's Florida. He'll get raped. The question is by what? Yeah, that's true. Farewell to hunger. To, I think that was it. Well, shit, man. I was there where uh, I wish we were friends back then. Uh, the Motley Crue show in Wheatland. Yeah, terrible show. Wow, that was a bad show. Good question, though. Uh, I'm trying to think any other bad show. I will say there is one show that I I, I hated and it was one of the coolest nights of my life. It was the first time I ever got to meet Edward Van Halen. I only got to meet him twice. And what, what they'll tell you, if you ever get to go backstage and you're meeting a, a fine guitar player, by the way, uh, rest in peace, uh, Jeff Beck. What an amazing guitar player he was for a long time. He and Rod Stewart toured together. Amazing guitar player, passed away yesterday. Got to say uh, R.I.P. to that. But um, I'll never forget, the group Monster Magnet was opening for Van Halen. We watched Monster Magnet set. They were pretty good. We watched like two songs, and we got to go backstage. And Michael Anthony was back there. Super nice. Alex, not really standoffish. But when, they, when you go to meet Eddie, they'll all tell you, whatever you do, don't squeeze his hand if you shake his hand. And they're looking at me because I was like the biggest guy there. They're like, hey, don't squeeze his hand. I'm like, no problem. I don't want to hurt Eddie Van Halen. He's fucking Eddie Van Halen. So I extend my hand to shake Eddie Van Halen's hand. And that motherfucker puts me in a grip. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? I, I look like I'm a wet fish to him. To this day, I'm still embarrassed. But that show was terrible because that was the Gary Sharon version and Gary Sharon doing Unchained. Holy shit! Was terrible. So yeah, I I, I will put that van. And, and we walked out. We 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 left and we went backstage and hung out with Monster Magnet. Regular or, or raped or regular sex? I think he's gonna get neck kink from using that pillow that doesn't have cost three hundred dollars. Have ashy skin because he will lack proper product to keep him supple. Worst that's going to happen, oh, he'll fall out of any bit of spotlight there was gleaming on him. Yep. His wife's going to the big house, too. She's going to get her carpet cleaned. At least you didn't look at Eddie and say, my name's Arnie, too. No, I saved that for the world's biggest movie star, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when I'm around special needs kids. Yeah, thanks for bringing that one up. Worst show ever as far as venue, Arco uh, opening concert, Rod Stewart. It was raining and leaking in the building. It was echoey and distorted, and people were getting smacked right in the face by his infamous soccer balls that fly around during concerts. I got to see Rod Stewart once. Not a bad show. I, I wasn't at that show. Arco Arena was a terrible place for shows. The acoustics in that building were awful. The only place to sit in Arco was in the top level. That's where I saw Rage, and, and Rage is still one of my top shows I ever saw. Uh, district Attorney uh, in Albuquerque or in New Mexico. Is this in Albuquerque? Santa Fe, I'm sorry. 
Sassy Pammy says, I heard Adele's great in concert. Oh, I'm sure you have, motherfucker. Hello. Yes, this is for Pammy. It's me. I don't care who it is. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me. Nope. To go- Kiss at Arco ruined my hearing for life. Which one did you did you see when Allison Chains opened for him? I got to see I got to see Allison Chains open for Kiss. By the time Kiss started, this was big into my alcoholism. This was near the end of my alcoholism. Um, who did I get hammered for Kiss? Holy shit! There were so many cups it looked like a cloud of insects swarming the stage. Um, the DA in Santa Fe says they are weeks away from deciding if Alec Baldwin or other crew members will face criminal charges for the murder or manslaughter of Helena Hutchinson on the, uh, Hutchins on the set of Rust. I mean, it's a pretty cut and dry case, right? We've seen the video where Alec Baldwin has a gun and he fires it. FBI has come out. We don't know how much we can trust the FBI. Uh, but they come out and said, no, there's no way that, that gun accidentally went off. He pulled the trigger. No, Kissed with Buck Cherry, maybe 2005-ish. Buck Cherry is another show that I walked out of. They played, um, I want to say they played the press club in Sacramento when the press club was still a, a big venue. Yes, swoosh, I might go crazy with all that talk of that singer. No, you're not going to get me again. No, I, I read that one. Uh, Buck Cherry was playing at the, the, the press room. And I, went, I remember Chris Payne and I went to the show. And the lead singer told a joke on stage. To this day, I'm still fucking traumatized by the joke. The joke is, so this guy, I was fucking this guy in the ass, and he wanted me to give him a reach around, and I said... What do you think? I'm a fag. He said that on stage, and I'm sitting there going, "Look, I, I don't mind gay jokes. The gay jokes are fine, but it's got to be funny." That was just terrible. Oh, come on, Arnie! He didn't shoot that gun. Please, the FBI. Alex said he did not pull the trigger. Don't any of y'all believe him? Uh, in the in his own words, if I believe Alec Baldwin. No, 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 no. I do not believe him. Um, I don't, look, he's not going to go to prison. I, I, I'm not going to get excited for it because he ain't going to prison. He's Alec Baldwin, for Christ's sake. He gets a slap on the wrist, that's it. All right, last two stories of the day. I need I need a music bed for this. Um, is it up here? Where where the hell is my damn cops music? Well, maybe not cops. How about, oh, we'll use this. A pigeon. That's right, I said it. A pigeon has been detained at a Canadian jail. After the pigeon was discovered to be carrying a backpack that contained 
crystal methamphetamine. The bird was found and later captured at the Pacific Institution Correctional Facility near Vancouver, eh? After officers noticed the high-flying bird had a backpack on. Who puts a backpack on a bird? One of the Canadian officials uh, says, Hey, hey, my initial reaction was shock because, like, all of a sudden, of all the advancements in technology and the number of drones we've seen, the fact that it's tied to a, vision, a pigeon is abnormal. Well, they got a shit ton of meth out of that damn bird. You got to admire the old school attempted drug smuggling. Oh, absolutely. I think that's fantastic. But don't put it on a pigeon. They have a brain the size of a bird brain. Get it? Now, if it was a moose wearing a backpack, they wouldn't bat an eye. Oh, no, that's normal. Either a moose or a bear, eh? Hey, that pigeon doesn't have a hockey stick. Well, that's weird, eh? He's going to be someone's bitch at cock on the block. Oh, God. I got to call that guy to see if we've ever advanced that story any. Uh, probably the same motherfucker that glued little hats to the pigeons. He's going time in that prison. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. That is funny that somebody tied meth to a pigeon. There you go. Now deliver it. <laughs> but not as good as this story right here. And I hope there's video. Oh, boy. I'm really honing in on this story. Look at that straight fire. Got you. Is there video? Hold on before I see this. Uh-oh, there is video. There you go. I'll share it with you. You know I will. Because that's what we do here. This happened in Los Gatos, California. Josh Paul is a skydiver. He was trying a more advanced maneuver when a series of mistakes happened. Now, he didn't die, which means he didn't jump down near, uh, down near Stockton. You know, um, Despite injuring three fractures to his spine, he's going to make a full recovery after this terrible thing happened. I always like building stuff. No. I always wanted to be some. Shut up, advertising. Where the fuck do you dive, skydive in Los Gautos? It's buildings and hills and trees and shit. Well, we're going to see. Skip ad. Here we go. Here he is coming to the ground. Oh, it's approaching fast. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, God damn. Hey, let's take another look at that. You might want to have the chute open, pal. Oh, it is? Oh, God damn. Oh. Well, they just replayed over and over again. Uh, I guess he didn't open the chute until late. Broke three vertebrae in his back. Yes, gravity is not your friend. Look, I, I, I went skydiving once because it was a promotional event, and I was paid to do it, and I was paid quite well. Nothing has ever scared me more than when they opened the door of that plane. 
you know, they strapped me to this little British fella. He weighed about 100 pounds. I was a little heavier at the time. I was not this heavy as I am now, but I was right at their limit. They called me a meat missile when I was... We, we jumped from 16,000 feet. supposed to be only 14,000, but since they had me on board, they took it up. So we could free fall a little bit longer, and I was like, gee, thanks. By the way, when you free fall and your mouth is open, you look like a big mouth bass. Don't get the video if you don't want to look stupid. They must have found the one bare spot in the entire San Jose area to skydive. Uh, Every time you say that, it shocks me. Was it that shitbag place near No? No, no, no. We went out to Davis. I, I, we, I, I, sco- I, I skydived out by Davis. And uh, as we're falling, I, I, it was cool. I mean, I, I still thought I was going to die the entire time. When the chute opened, I almost peed myself because I was so relieved. And we get to the ground, and, you know, you slide across the ground on your ass. And you're supposed to get up right away. I was like, oh, my God, thank God. And my my guy's like, get up, get up, because there's people behind us. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to enjoy being on the damn ground for a second. Guy I worked with a long time ago did an illegal sunrise jump in Los Gatos. It was dark, and he's an idiot, so he went right into power lines. Fell after he hit them, shattered his legs. Arnie the meat missile. I just can't. No, that, that, ah, fuck. My free fall did not last as long as they expected. They're like, shit, he's going down quick. Um, but yes, I did do that. And, uh, I've got that under my belt. My dad gave me a little credit for that one because he was a paratrooper, uh, in Korea. He was, he was a lieutenant. He was, he was a state, a commissioned officer who was a paratrooper who jumped behind enemy lines, and he looks at me, and he goes, I wouldn't jump out of a fucking plane if you paid me today. The fuck is wrong with you? He said, well, they paid me. I'm going to have a shirt made for the next live show with that on there. Uh, Please do. I had so much fun. I think I hugged the guy I was attached to after we landed. Oh, I know. I hugged my guy. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. They made a video of it. They made it to a Metallica song, like the Unforgiven or something. And I, I don't, I don't have the video anymore. Plus, it paid on VHS. Um, but that is going to do it for us today, Ass Family. Thank you guys so much for being here. We had a great show. Thanks to Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Thank you to you guys for being here and making it fantastic as always. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there tomorrow. Do you know what tomorrow is? It's fun Friday. Yay! Friday. Yay! Friday. Yay! Yay! And until then, y'all have a fantastic Thursday night. And adios, everybody. Uh... <laughs> Good time, Charlie's A little four-piece band Swinging out of sight And I'll be here If you want to party From nine in the morning Till twelve at night Two miles from town Across the railroad track Turn right at the light And park in the back You're always
is outside waiting to arrest him.